Hello everyone! Welcome to the Ghosts in the Machine, a Dungeons and Dragons live stream about memory, identity, magic, and politics. We've got to get my camera straight. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> it's so that's because someone keeps screwing with this yeah. thing, and I keep having to pick up the camera to take the the uh, tablecloth back down so that it's Matt, not all bunched up. The camera is only as straight as you are, which is not at all. Fucking white people. Did you check the <laughs> it is. It's, it's okay, going. Good. Yeah. That's racist. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> we are back for episode 24 of the Ghost of the Machine. One episode away from being halfway to 50 episodes. <laughs> which will then be two episodes away from one year. I mean, technically, we've done episodes. more than fifty episodes with the not of the ghost in the machine, not of the ghost in the machine. Don't but give with a the shit. inclusion of yeah. There's been some other bullshit that other people have done, <laughs> which I haven't watched. Well, like you, <laughs> <laughs> you I was in one. I don't remember. Matt, Matt just you ran one. one. You ran one. <laughs> I was I was mostly drunk. That's it. <laughs> yeah, what are you gonna do? I'm gonna show them. They they haven't. They can't see your beautiful faces Can yet. Let me. That? I'm gonna transition here in a second. Get the battle map off the screen. We're not in a fight. Not anymore. Uh-oh. We're going to have lipstick on the wrong man's glass. <gasps> Rob's lipstick is already on that glass. Yeah. Correct. It's okay. Correct. It's a nice color for you, by the way. I like yeah. that shade mm-hmm. on you. Yeah. yeah. All natural. Looks quite natural, yes. It matches his nipples. <laughs> Usually that's how that works, actually. Yeah. That's how you get the idea. Yeah. So next Here we are. Friday, We're going to start so the stream. Not sometime. two days from now, but a week and two days from now, <laughs> you will be able to see all of our lovely faces, potentially less like we are now and more, more how like do who I truly say? am. <laughs> <laughs> you are. <laughs> we are bringing on a My special people. guest dungeon master. Correct. He has been on the stream mm-hmm. once before. The ever, the fan favorite, if I might add, Ty, yeah. who a few of our viewers desperately want to have relations <laughs> with. And I don't blame him. He's quite cute. Um, he will come on. Phrase that. We don't want the mature filter. <laughs> I was, I was, I was diplomatic. Um, he'll come on and guest DM for us for Vampire the Masquerade in two two Fridays. So yeah, I didn't know if we wanted to volunteer that we were all going to be dressed up as vampires, but here we are. Well, we I are mean, cats out of the bag. Vampire I don't know what you something. mean. I'm I am a vampire every other day, so yeah. this is just normal. It explains for me. why you only appear at night. Correct. <laughs> correct, and why you can almost see through my skin. Yes. Right. That's true. It's correct. What else? Oh, um, we are having a Christmas themed one one shot on the twenty sixth Wednesday. Yeah. In place of a Ghost of Machine episode, uh, Rob will be DMing. Rob, would you like to give him a little more information? Um, we know it's Christmas theme. We know it's set in Draska. It's Christmas theme, set in Draska. There, <laughs> some players are playing some very funny themed characters that will be good, and I'll kill them all. <laughs> um, and then we also have um, another guest that will be joining us as well. That has confirmed. Yep. Excellent. That's so, so excited. Just bring in, bring people in. If you are in the Chicagoland area and would like to come on our stream and are only moderately violent, you can come <laughs> on. Dial yeah. 1-800-GHOST. <laughs> connection to one of our... No, but you go to dicepriory.com and that'll get you an email and multiple ways to, to get a hold of us um, if Twitch isn't good enough. Reach out. Dicepriory.com takes you to Twitch. Twitter. 
Yeah, go there right now. I haven't built a website yet. Sorry. Yeah, it's on my list. No, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Do yes. This is the, this is the announcement. Like we're not ready. <laughs> I'm just like this is our jam. What are you gonna stretch? <laughs> like, yeah, stretching? I'm just I'm warming up for DMing. Yeah. I just have to Gotta say, stretch. That those yourself. things that the that the fans have been saying about Ty have me very sad because I was enjoying. Being the sexiest member of the of Dice Priority, debatable. Second sexiest. Uh, we we all have to, you know, understand when to bow down gracefully here and there. Bow out. Bend over. Bend over. Reach around. That's not fair. Whatever. That's not fair. So. Well, I mean, genetics do take place. <laughs> you have no control. Feminine wiles, actual beauty, yeah, all that stuff. Me. So, um, shovel face. When we last left these characters, remember, remember, <laughs> remember our friends at Animal Helper, 501c3, located in New Orleans. They love us, we love them. Uh, raising money for animals as always, they do incredible work. You can see updates and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, you can see the before, the afters, all the, all the nitty gritty. They're raising money for food and for surgery almost always. So, just go donate, go help out. Um, so. With no further ado, and with no intro to play, I'm N2, I will begin the recap. When we last left our heroes, the Prism had just uh, journeyed into the lower plains of Dysangelum, uh, and uh, journeyed on through the River Styx, and then got off the River Styx after confronting a kind of fey aberration creature who pledged eventually pledged her service to Gilly, after revealing some details, potential true, untrue, the party is uncertain. About the land of the cold unending and uh, Gilly's patroness, Morgan, who led a violent revolution against King Borian in the land of the cold unending, which used to be known, according to this figure, Friaga, this Chaldrith, as the land of winter's joy. So with that information, they journeyed on and got off the boat off the River Styx and journeyed in underground towards the city of Gehenna and entered the underground caverns of the fettered barrows. A kind of area of uh, just outside of uh, uh, expands for quite some some area outside of Gehenna that is home to creatures known as Fettergar, which are these kind of monstrous telepathic a- a- telepathic apex predators that um, devour corpses and disrupt warfare and uh, cause all sorts of mayhem. They were set upon by that uh, one a single Fettergar and some scavenger-like demons of a bow and um, 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 I believe they're called Mesoliths. Um, and emerge triumphantly in victory. We pick up with the fight having concluded. And the prism weighing what has just transpired, everything they know, and pressing on to rescue Alric and defeat the steward of the Sulfuring Council. A lot going on. So, the prism. What are y'all doing? We should probably, if... We can find a safe spot to get a short rest um, before we move forward. Yeah, I don't know how aggressive these things are, if they'll be called by the sound of battle or whatnot. I'm relatively undamaged, but I could do with recharging. I'll look to the the spider-like creature. The Chaldrith, Friaga? Chaldrith, thank you. Mm -hmm. Are these creatures attracted to their own dead? You had mentioned that they clean the corpses from battlefields. 
Do you I, know? I'm not an expert. I would assume that yes, they are indiscriminate in consuming both living and dead life forces. A meal's a meal. Alright, then perhaps we should, yeah, we should see what we can gather here and then move on quickly. Perfect. See if we can find somewhere safer along the way. So I will tap you on the shoulder and go, you're welcome to search the pockets of the tentacles. I can give you guidance. I'm going to get all up in nature's pockets. Yeah. I'm going to get all up in the pockets of these, pockets of these things, just to see if there's anything Pick to be had, maybe uh, gold or something from a corpse that they've eaten. Sure thing. <clears throat> Go ahead and roll investigation. And that guidance. Go to I can assist by pointing at things and telling you where to look, but not actually touching them, because it's all disgusting. <laughs> You occupy more of a management role. Correct, yeah. <laughs> Which, some would say when done right, is the most noble profession. Wrong. Seven. <laughs> I'm a, yeah, I'm a manager and I disagree with you. <laughs> That's cocked. But it was very close to being a yeah. very, very, very excellent role. Okay, well that's still good. Um, 19, 22... That would be an investigation check of 27. What? I almost rolled a nat 20. <laughs> but I rolled Plus a guidance. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Yeah, this. You get nothing. <laughs> Good day, Good sir. Days. Damn um, it, how, give you, how dare you give your players tools to I would never. Succeed. I would never be caught dead giving my players loot. I barely have any magic items right now. You guys are, you guys are annoyingly armed. Go away. <laughs> what? So, you are sifting through the pockets, and at first you're like, well, this is, you're starting to feel a little silly. This thing's been cut wide open. You don't really see. It's like, it's like what am I going to find? Like a coin purse. In basically one of this thing's like eight stomachs, you begin to slice them open because as you uh, tear through this fleshy, monstrous uh, hide, you're, you're getting frustrated because you're not finding anything, but you're dogged and you're determined. And you just start, you're like, you know what? It's eating. It's going to be in its stomach. So you start slice open stomach one, bile, you know, bone, bile, bone, bile, until finally you get a coin purse. And a single tube-like instrument that you're not sure what it is. It, you haven't seen this kind of thing in quite some time, and uh, or, or ever, in fact, in this kind of weird tube instrument. The coin purse contains 725 platinum pieces. Oh, yeah! And a ring, a non-magical ring, that is worth 500 gold. Wow. You get that? Yep, Excellent. And you can, and you kind of, you pull from this, uh, uh, pull it from this kind of hunched up corpse-like creature that seems, you can tell by the, what, what's left of their structure, seems to become some kind of small demonic creature, probably a merchant by the, by the looks of it. Or a scout, perhaps, you're not sure, but someone who had cause to have money and some kind of strange to I will, uh, prestidigitation that coin purse and anything else that came out of that stomach, because that's yeah. gonna be gross. I'm helping with that. <laughs> Can I try to figure out what this contraption is as I look at it? Yep. Roll. Are you prof intelligence plus proficiency? Is there something I can assist with? Identifying that? Same. Have you guys seen this thing before? Selena can help? So Vilis can help. Oh, okay. Vilis can help. If you ask me about it, I will also give you guidance again. <laughs> just everyone just piling on like as we, we all crouch around this thing. <laughs> what is it? It's a flashlight. What is oh. this tube? <laughs> that would have been really I good. I also recommend... Hey, it was the same! <laughs> uh, intelligence plus proficiency. Mm -hmm. 18, 21, 25, 28. This is a single-use magical uh, rocket launcher, basically. Yeah. A kind of mortar slash ro uh, rocket launcher. Does it Single require use. Mid 
magical proficiency to use. You know these from the war. Um, in fact, they were designed specifically so that just about any old idiot could use them. Can you identify which magical effect it would generate? Can I? Uh, we probably want to move from the battlefield before oh. I spend ten minutes identifying it, if right. possible. Away from the corpses, yes. Correct. We get the So, my thoughts are, is that if we move away from the corpses, any other Fedegar will be attracted to this battlefield rather than us, so we may be able to rest in the tunnels. Of course. Um, while they're distracted with this kerfluffle. I'm in agreement. So we can spend some time to take a short rest and I can identify the, the rocket tube. Mm-hmm. I ask Cloakie to spirit me away. <laughs> Along with the group. Sure thing. He grapples you and flies you away. Yay. So Vilia says you identify this item. This single-use single use, uh, Gehenna bombardment tool has one charge, and you can use that one charge to launch a hail of molten projectiles in a 20-foot radius, 40-foot high cylinder with that you can, a point at which you can see within 60 feet of you. Each creature in that area must make a dexterity saving throw, DC 15. A creature takes 5d8 fire damage on a failed save, or half as much as a successful one. It's a single-use item. I hand it to Gilly. Uh, what am I going to do with this? You, you fire at something you want to die. Oh. Yes. Okay. Most of us are up in melee range, and it wouldn't probably help us as much while you're hanging back. That's a good point. Okay. Just don't shoot us. Yes, right. don't shoot us with it. It will probably hurt a lot. What did you say the target range is? Within 60 feet, sight-based, 20-foot radius, 40-foot 40 cylinder. You will become our artillery. Like a mortar. That's pretty hot, man. Fire. Dex save. DC 15, right? Mm-hmm. 15. So, cool we're taking a, are we taking a short rest? Are you going to do your hut thingy, or do you need to do the hut thingy? So, how far down are we sure I can do that? Far enough to until be. Until it's safe? Until Freyaga tells us it's safe? So, if you remember, you're about two hours-ish from the gates of Gehenna. Maybe we're 500 feet or 1,000 feet down the tunnel and just hunker down well, really quick. Well, underneath the gates of Gehenna. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, if we get... Through the rest of this nonsense. We could just walk for another two place. hours and then the problem is if we down to the other end. After one more hour, we'll be clear of the feathered barrows and we'll be under the ashen, underneath the ashen plane. That might be better if we get yes. out of the feathered barrows first before resting. Let's do that. Then. All right. How would you guys like to advance through the feathered barrows? Uh, quietly. Sneaky. Yeah, quietly All right. if possible. Would anyone like to do so? You're about to roll your stealth. Would anyone like to implore any tools or uh, abilities before I you roll will stealth? run past without a trace for us again. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Shadows coalesce. Okay. Plus 10 to your stealth rolls. <laughs> Thank you for that because <laughs> I did not roll very high. 27. 19. <laughs> Uh, that was 29. <laughs> okay, perfect. 34. You guys are good. So, you guys push on through the Fetter Barrow. There, becomes, there comes a moment, actually, as you're uh, drifting on through this uh, whole thing, and you get this strange sense that the Pass Without a Trace is helping, but not helping as much as you would initially 
that because these creatures rely mostly on telepathy and have true sight, (laughs) that actually they're, although they have true sight, they're not actually the most perceptible. They're blind. They have true sight. They're not very perceptive. But essentially, Pass Without Traces, it doesn't actually affect their ability to see, now that you've gone gone and fought them and seen what they're capable of. That's okay, the Babao maybe will see us. It does it help against better. all the other indenzian <laughs> denizens. So, you push on through the feather barrels, and you enter in the kind of smoothed-out tunnels, the less rocky, the less dead bodies, the less spooky area of the Ashen Plain. Which are just is just the general name given for the spaces that don't have names in 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 this part of the lower plains. Like oh, you know, it's it's what's between everything, the ashen plains, the less spooky part of hell. Yeah. Less spooky part. Would like take you guys would like to take a short rest. Indeed. Yes. All right. You settle on in. Gilly, you cast the high. Yes. All right. I'll sit in the lotus position. Refocus my chi. Chai? Chai. <clears throat> chai. Alright, you guys successfully completed a short rest. Woo! Okay. My chai tea latte. Yeah, I'll again. Um, yeah, I'll... Would it be safe for me to sing a, sh- a song of rest for anyone who's rolling hit dice? Yeah, I'm rolling hit dice. I'll sing a song of rest. You will get an extra two points of healing. It's better than nothing. Yeah. If- you know, like if I say you guys get a short rest, it's you're safe okay. for at least an hour. Sure. Yeah. Cool, cool. Alright, so arm of the gap is expires then. You can see the Chaldrith, like she she is uh, skirting around the edges of the bubble and like kind of fixing things up. She seems to have a kind of hospitable nature. She's creating webbing around the perimeter and, uh, across all the choke points We're to block together. So basically, you guys find this little out of this little in cropping, out cropping, and she blocks off all the exits and entrances with her web. She just and she skitters on top and hovers above the bubble. Her with her dagger. Can we keep her? Okay. <laughs> Once my meditation is up, I am ready to depart. Whenever everyone else is. Once we arrive at the gates, do we have a specific plan? Are we going to spread out, or...? We need to get to the Iron Gullet to reconvene with Scow. That is correct. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So, it feels mm-hmm. like time passes differently down here. I could have sworn it's been a week, and if I it's think, been a day. Yeah, and I think Mrs. Kilgas can help us find it, yes? Yes. Oh, yes. Live there my whole life. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Perhaps you can take us... To see the sights, your old haunts and whatnot. I don't know how safe sightseeing is going to be. <laughs> this yeah, is why not. I went to school. <laughs> Should we this be is... disguised before we go through this city? And I'm just going to stare at Sevelius. Wouldn't Might be bad. Be beneficial. I mean, if Putris is down here, I'm hmm. pretty sure he'll recognize us on sight and also probably try to kill us. Not including any of the other people that we've yeah all those people killed I do. along the way. They weren't necessarily good people. So. I recommend that any disguises that we attempt be mundane in nature. These creatures seem to be able to see through magical disguises. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so would you like to help him with a mundane disguise? Because he's going to be the most... That is what we're doing at this moment? Yes, I will do that. Okay. I can guidance you again. Okay. Did you have something to share? 
No, just got a bit of a call. Did you get advantage because I got us makeup that doesn't run? Yes. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been a nat one. <laughs> Did you roll two nat ones? No, I rolled a two. Um, so to my plus plus my guidance two. Oh I'm doing disguise check, right? Disguise. disguise. Oh yeah. Oh, that's not that bad. You have expertise in disguise. Yeah, that's a that's a thirteen. Okay, that could be worse. That's perfectly possible. Went a little heavy with the rouge there. The makeup that does not run has some very odd properties that I'm not used to. And, well, the environment. It is not my best work. Sure, take some. As, as long as you were going for cheap harlot, I think you did a fine job. That was, in fact, my inspiration. Thank you, mm -hmm. Mrs. Kilgast. Well, you'll certainly get attention here. <laughs> Shall I cheap harlot up anyone else in the group before we leave? Um, you should do it to Mrs. Kilgast. We wouldn't want her to be recognized. He is, of course, making fun of me because I've been cursed into a bo the body of an imp. Or he called you a cheap harlot. I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> Two for one. <laughs> I've got the cheap harlot makeup out now if anyone else would like some. Yes, I should probably not be recognizable if we're down here. I'm going to just gonna stink everybody up. Nothing about my magic. <laughs> this is much better. Um, thirty. Okay. Priyaga. Just doing everybody. And, yes. and Mrs. Kilgast, do you think that my nature will give me any sorts of protections or create a target on my back in Gehenna, or is it kind of a wash? Mm, I mean. <clears throat> it's not the first, you know, it won't be the first fae or fae-like creature to go through the streets. I think you guys are, I, I imagine, you'll be all right. I don't know. Back in my day, when I was head of the Underclaws, I would say that you'd fetch a fair price. So, if people know that you're coming, yes, you might be tried to be kidnapped. Um... But it all depends if you've made enemies. I should probably be disguised. I'll take some of that. That's an 18 for you. And disguise check, and that's a 20 for me. All right. Okay. Write down your disguise, Great. DCs, folks. Got them all disguise. I was going for a more rustic inspiration with you, Gilly. I don't know what you mean by that. What do I look like? No. More homely. Okay. That makes you stand out. Your defining features are muted. Makes you stand out less. Okay. You draw a lot of attention. I believe that would be called a positive thing. I'll take it as a compliment then. That is what it was intended as. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> <coughs> either way there. Okay. Uh, so, yep. Can I, quick question, does this disguise thing at all indicate that, like, could I have made myself look like Scow, or somebody like Scow if I wanted to? Um, you, not quite Scow, that's a pretty radical transformation, but you can make yourself appear more demonic. Okay. 
Your little plastic devil horn. <laughs> you can't like fundamentally change your shape. You can appear as a cim- uh, centaur or anything. Right, you of course. Can, you can appro- You can change your appearance. Yeah. Okay. Alrighty, I'm ready. All oh right. Let's go. Shall we move on? Claire. Yes. I'm ready. Okay. Mrs. Kilgast and uh, Friaga push uh, push on. Friaga explains. She says. We will uh, cross the Ashen Plains, and then we will, um, there is a, a sort of uh, opening, a, a kind of uh, gate in the, um, the wardens and the, uh, well, not the wardens, the um, sewer system of Ghana that we will enter through. Um, uh, once we get there, um, once we uh, enter, uh, arrive at the end of our little Ashen Plain journey, I will not be going with you. Um, I don't want to enter the sewers. I don't want to enter the city. Um, but yes, uh, Mrs. Kilgash should be able to guide you the rest of the way. Um, I will be, and you can use the exit, and um, I will be around uh, for a few days, um, waiting your return. But um, if you need to leave in an, in an emergency, just do so, and uh, follow your way back. Through the underground, if you so choose, I shall look out for you. If I do not hear from you or see you ever again, I will trust that uh, you are alive and well. Thank you, Friaga. You're welcome. Thank you. And I will pray to the gods, old and new, for a safe journey for you. Let's push on and on through this. Um... <clears throat> this monstrous um, underground terrain, but uh, eventually arrive at the weak point, the kind of sewer grate uh, that she tells you about that's been busted open that allows for entry and exit into the sewer system of Gehenna from the underground cavern of the Ashen Plains. Uh, This is where I bid you adieu. Uh, Thank you for taking the feast life. Uh, If you do see my son, Theo, uh, just tell him. Tell him that his mother's. That his mother's dead. Tell him that you found my journal and my belongings. You just came to make things right. Are you sure? I don't want him seeing me like this. Can we all hear this conversation? Yeah, she's saying it to all of you guys as you uh, you guys are standing at this sewer grate. Before I ask and make a fool out of myself, do I know if what's happened to her is reversible? Um, go ahead and roll Arcana. Okay. That's a thing. 23. It is. Um, this is a curse. Curses can be lifted, not by remove curse by any means, yeah. but by a powerful ritual, by a tricky and clever use of magics. Yeah, absolutely. Probably a bit stronger than what you're capable of right now, but yeah. Morgan could reverse it. She's the one who cursed, cursed her in the first place. Or someone as powerful as Morgan could reverse it. And... Would I know is the curse per individual person, or if the curse was lifted in general, would that change a multitude of 
people in wherever places they are. So, uh, based on your understanding of how these these kind of old powers work and stuff, there would be like those are two almost those are two potential and separate paths. There is like you can go around lifting individual curses and doing that, and then there's probably a bigger push, something to do with Morgan and Queen Mab and changing the land of the Golden Ending that would lift all curses. It was cha- it was changed. There's no reason it can't be unchanged. Well, I don't necessarily know that yet. Yeah, it's just like at the end of Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. With that information about curse and the curse being able to be broken or lifted would I understand that as well or I mean you're not pondering it okay yeah. so you're sitting there deep in thought Selena and um well if there's nothing else I am going to go make a nest and hang around for a bit I'll I'll send some if I have to go back I'll send some of my children um be good um, and she casts aid at third level on you guys. You all gain ten ma- additional maximum hit points for eight Aww. hours. Oh my gosh, that's fantastic! Aid is such a good spell. Thank you. Um, max modifier. So does that? So it's, yeah. it's max HP adds modifier. to your maximum. You, you can heal into it for the next eight hours. At the end of eight hours, or when dispelled, it goes away. Handy. Do I also gain those ten hit points now? Yep. yep. Oh, awesome. That's how. Uh, yep, yep. Yep. Yeah. Good question. Yes. Glorious. Are there any other riders that aid gives? Like, that's it, no, right? That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just double checking. I'm um, pretty sure. Enjoy the bounties of the feast knife. Goodbye. She leaves. She skitters away. The bounties of the feast knife. Did she give you a gift? <laughs> is there an yeah. echo in here? <laughs> Did she give you something? Something to take to her son, if I find him ever. Might be useful between now and then. Could I take a look at it? It's, I mean, it's just, it's just a cere- like sort of ceremonial knife. Identify. This is a very simple knife. Um, it functions effectively as a dagger, because um, it is, it is, but it's blunted. However, it is technically a magical weapon, and once per dawn, you can cast create food water. Okay. That's absolutely useful down here. I mean, I should have the ability to purify food and drink, but maybe we wouldn't have to. Radiosa had identified it as mildly magical, but was unable to ascertain its specific properties. That's probably why she said, enjoy the bounty. It was much less of an ominous thing than I initially anticipated. (laughs) Correct. Do you have any idea what her son looks like? Is he a spider Uh, too? He's an elf. Or where? The sort of fey elf. Was an elf? Like... Or isn't as far as I'm aware, he's either been dead a while or might still be alive. But it was a long time ago that Briada came to be here, so she doesn't know if her son's still alive or not. Where she just asked me if I come across the grave or if I come across him, like we'd be in the Feywild mm-hmm. and uh, the land of the sorry, the land of the golden ending. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and 
<laughs> What's this say wild thing? I don't know. Just add what I just said. Uh, and and uh, she probably just <clears throat> rested on his grave. We'll keep our eyes open then. So is he gonna be an elf that looks more like Morgan and less like? I really don't understand how all that works. So probably I don't. I don't know. Where did she come from? She originally came from the material plane. She was made to be an archfey by... No, that. not Morgan. The, um, okay. Freya. Fre- uh, Freya. Freya was from the, the land of Coldenande. Winter's Joy, I Winter's believe. Winter's Joy, I believe. It was referred to at the time. Yes. Now the Coldenande. Apparently so. Okay. But the elves came from the land of the summer forever. Some there's of the elves did. Elves all around <laughs> in the. Uh, so there's the Summer Forever, the uh, Cold Unending, or Winter's Joy, as it used to be called. Um, I know what the other two are, right? Those are. Those are it. Oh, that's it? Yeah. Okay, I thought there was so like a how it works, dark one, too. No. So how it works, actually, is the land of the Summer Forever elves are the elves of the Morning Dew, the Leafmere, the Wood Elves, and the elves of the High Sun, which are the Aramir, the High Elves. The, then the Elves of the Moon are the Lunemere, which are from the command of the Cold Unending. Now, there, is, there are interplays, and because in there the, are basically two kingdoms within two dim, separate dimensions. There's lots of crossbreeds and stuff like that. And then there are the Dimmere, the Elves of, the, of, of Night, which are um, also from the land of Cold Unending, primarily. But there's border countries and stuff like that, so Elves come from both lands. Last, so this is a player question, yeah. not in, uh, a character question. So I understand as my character that the land of the summer forever and the land of the cold landing have a barrier between them, and they're yep. two different places. Yes. What was suggested to Gilly from Freyaga was that those used to be merged and more coexistent yep. Yep. before the Morgan light. came along and yep. then the arresting light. Yep. So first barrier was Morgan and Mab. Yeah. Second barrier was the resting light. More or less, yeah. Got it. Okay. But even as these now the resting light creates, they're still bleeding and still border Ooh, border dimensions and stuff like that. Alright. Moving along. So Lord. Uh, we go. <laughs> because my character comes from like not a noble house. Mm-hmm. And I you can't see who I'm pointing to, but I'm pointing to Sibelius and Gilly here. Yeah. Um, and uh, they so that side of the room, or There's this no side of the room, um, are nobles, and they're filthy nobles, and we are actually we working class. look down our noses at you! That's why they're up there. You know, it's more obnoxious when we were just wear two monocles, just wear a pair of glasses. I mean, I'm serious. <laughs> but, okay. Then they can't guess so, twice and drop. are we going to... <laughs> I don't know what's happening. So, minus our philosophy lessons in history here, are we going to use the sewer system to get to the middle of Gehenna and then, you know, pop up like daisies, or are we going to go through the main gates? The sewers are actually relatively well guarded. Um, okay. The people that rule this city aren't stupid. I suggest we use it to get to a convenient spot, pop up, and be like normal citizens. Ghana is a city of neutrality, a city of coin and money. We can operate here. No one knows we're here to kill the steward yet. 
Is there are there any um druid markings along the sewers? Uh roll perception. Okay. Ooh. That would be a 26. 26? Sure, there are. What are there? Uh, is there a specific kind you're wanting to find? or? Um, directions, warnings, and anything that might be hilarious. <laughs> okay. Nothing. nothing <laughs> There's to... definitely dicks drawn into yeah. it. Yeah. Yes. Druidic dicks, as always. Um, Someone had to ask. Oh, there's druids. Graffiti is a thing. <laughs> it's sparse and few and far between, but there Smart. are some general good guidelines that will help you avoid guard paths. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Excellent. Then, um, noticing that there is druidic, I would probably elbow this one. That was good. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I was lost in thought. So there are a number of markings here that I understand and see. Are there any that you do? <laughs> Hold on. Let me give it the college try. And I will hit him on the shoulder again and give him guidance for his perception. Perception. <laughs> That is a. Did you roll six. a single digit again? My God. On both dice. Oh, uh, you guys have you 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 haven't journeyed quite uh, that far in. You're just kind of in the foyer, as it were. So you don't really see anything yet. I do do I see, see any bardic markings? Fuck off. <laughs> what about any wizard markings? Wizard marks. Wizards we all have our special. secret languages. <laughs> I'm not about killing each and every one of you. Where's the proto Sylvan? <laughs> Might as well make it worth it. <laughs> I am prepared proto Sylvan to... marking. I know gnomish. Is there any gnomish on this? <laughs> <laughs> I am prepared to move onward. Yes, let's please. So oh, as I'm walking, I'm going to keep an eye out for anything useful um, mm-hmm. in the druid markings, and of course, anything hilarious. So as you journey on and on, that 26 carries you, and you're able to kind of see what these things are. You you do notice uh, it, again, few far between, but you. Had a, you rolled really high, so you got it. And um, yeah, this is not a druid-friendly town. This is a town of industry and iron and, and sulfur. Um, but what kind of druids do have persisted here seem to be of the kind of fungal variety, this kind of sewer variety, <laughs> this kind of underground, uh, not under dark, because there is no under dark in Etta, but that kind of druid, druidic. And whoever operates, whoever rules the, the land beneath this land, that's who you're picking up on. We're gonna find another T Rex. Do have I caught the name or general vicinity in which that ruler might be? If I'm picking up on a ruler, no names. I'm saying whoever rules, whoever it might be, not a singular ruler. I'm saying whoever's oh. left these marks behind. That's the kind of druid druid circle this is. Oh, there's a whole druid circle here. Yeah. Oh. You're seeing multiple markings across multiple time spans. Well, because I missed all of the last druid circle we went through. So. You sure did. You guys, <laughs> yeah. Episode one, I had a whole thing prepared and just... Yeah, it is no, so we fought cats and then heart. ran away from a Tyrannosaurus, but missed the druid them. standing in the trees going, who the hell is this? It was like DC 13, <laughs> I think. <laughs> and everyone got like 11 or below. Mm-hmm. So ridiculous. Are you drawing dicks? Yeah. <laughs> I will the kill your character. I'm drawing mushrooms. The mushroom <laughs> It is the strangest thing. There do not seem to be any, ro- uh, any roguish markings down here. It is as if it is completely devoid. Maybe the druids have wiped about. That is most likely the case. There's, yeah. an, there's really no need for a criminal underground in a city that's ran by... Merchants. I don't do. Oh no. I'm not joking. Like, bring it in. It's disruptive. Um. So there is a whole circle of druids here. Don't know what that means for us. Um. 
but it could be a, a place to ask for help or something to completely avoid. Um, probably the latter for now. But they appear to be in the sewers, so you should probably go with them and the guards and anyone else that's coming through here. We'll just be careful and make note of them later. I... No, Miss Kilgas doesn't say anything. <laughs> so, where's the best place to pop up like daisies? Oh, this city's a nest of whores and vipers. Um, let's see. I mean, we could rendezvous with Scout at the Iron Gullet, just kind of pop up near there. Perfect. Say hey. Lead the way. All right. You guys journey on through uh, with the aid of Mrs. Kilgast, who used to be the head of the Underclaws, and uh, Selena's guidance on the Druidic markings. You guys eventually pop up through the sewer, this, these kind of very large stone, uh, and, well, actually metal, sorry, um, iron aqueduct-like sewers, you know, the kind that are only found in movies. Um, <laughs> you pop up on through. Everyone roll stealth as you are trying to make a nice, discreet entrance on into Gehenna. Uh-oh. No. Uh-oh. Been more than an hour, I'm guessing. Yeah. Yep. It's been okay. two hours since we did the thing. No one asked, so here we are. Ten. Twenty-five. Mm. Sixteen. Twenty. All right, so you guys, uh, there's a little stumbling and a bit of awkwardness as you realize you're, like, entering through the city, and there's, like, one, two, three, four, five, six of you, but you eventually... Um, there's this one kind of large demon with a, 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 a big gut that seems to be um, in, in jeweled and in, in, in embedded with all these different colors of jewels that hang, hang on and are embedded into his skin. He's got two fists. That one is gold and decked out in rubies. The other is silver and decked out in sapphire. And he's <laughs> all sorts of enriched. And he kind of looks over with his, his bedazzled eyes as well. And he's like, Rrr. you see Miss Kilgast look at him go, fuck off. He's like, <laughs> the hustle and bustle of this immaculately clean and well organized city uh, takes your breath away. Um, the street signs are in multiple languages. Um, there is perfect traffic flow, there is perfect pedestrian crossings, there are wonderfully curved subdivisions, well manicured lawns, and uh, a very high level of upkeep and. Um, uh, beauty found in this city of iron. Uh, a kind of macabre and uh, not gothic, but uh, a kind of industrial beauty, but a beauty nonetheless. So you, guys, you guys appear <laughs> in the city of neutrality. In the city of Gehenna. You look all around you, and you can see just before you, the iron gullet. Down the road some. Uh -huh. This is not what I was expecting. Wait, I'm broken. This is not what I was expecting. What were you expecting? Well, when you, you know, don't hear many stories in the in the army, but you hear stories about hell, you don't picture uh, perfect signs, clean streets, and manicured lawns. It's a city. We have to run it. Well. I mean, the hierarchy everywhere has the same goals. Make it look like it's better than it actually is. They just managed to achieve it. I don't know what you're talking about. Let's go. <laughs> you see Miss Kilgast do like a little trotting step. Oh, the cats do when they're excited. Yeah. Mm, she's fancy now. Is her tail mm -hmm. on? Yeah, she's very excited. She's careful. She's home. Would you say she's a kitty cat? 
She's a kitty cat. Does she dance? Dance? She does. Okay, good. All those things are true. <laughs> I will. Uh, I will try to look inconspicuous, and I'm just gonna look around and see what kind of denizens I can see. Is there just a mix of demons, or are there uh, recognizable races from from the material plane? Roll perception. I'm sure I will do well. <laughs> what sort of well, are our people tend to? Uh, could have been an eight. Okay, eight. Kind of a simple and uh, kind of a uh, some most uh, denizens Sorry. are demons of the small mesolith variety. You see a lot of those. They see, all seem to be working. They're buzzing around, flying around. That that that's probably about thirty percent of what you see are tiny little mesoliths. The kind that cast cloud kill with their little tridents, <laughs> and they're flying all around, all across the city, delivering uh, their secretaries. There's there's ad, you know they're adminning and they're they're doing the job. It's a hustle and bustle kind of city. You guys are in more like the sleepy subdivision, but as you look around and maybe I'm assuming kind of stroll a block or something you can see into the other quarters of the city. Um, you, then there are a fair number of uh, uh, abyssal tieflings. Uh, tieflings with uh, very dark skin and purples and uh, colors of metal instead of the traditional infernal red. Um, a few, uh, m- more than a fair share, a few uh, what are known as, um, I think they're Manon tieflings, which are like have kind of almost a golden um, metallic hue to their skin. Um, you see large and powerfully built demons and devils, thirteen plus feet te- uh, feet tall. In the looming background, when you look off into the horizon, you see gargantuan and colossal sized demons trolling the streets. And as you look above ahead, you see all sorts of creatures flying in the perimeter. These uh, demonic mounts of guards. <laughs> So it's like seeing Godzilla on the horizon. Yep. Just strolling through the street. And you see all sorts of these winged demonic uh, creatures flying above the kind of aerial patrol. <clears throat> this might seem like a mundane question. Oh, this might seem like a kind of silly question, but if somebody like that's visiting the town, where do they stay? What do you mean? I mean, look at the size of that thing. Where would it sleep? Oh, I don't know. I imagine it has a home somewhere. Like a mountain? Probably wherever it wants to. <laughs> As you scan the horizon further, you see towards the center of this city, which is has all these curving streets. and oh, You notice now that you're kind of taking this lap around, there are a lot of curved streets. It, it becomes almost dizzying and difficult to tra- uh, find your way back. Um, there's all these like little kind of private roads and subdivisions and custom names and streets begin and end and change names and go in all manner of kind of crissing and crossing. Um, there are these kind of facade-like houses that bear this brilliant iron, but then in the back of them is just wood. Um, and <laughs> as, as you guys see more and more of this, you see in the center of the city is this strange tower. It's large and imposing, probably a hundred feet um, tall. It, it seems well organized at first glance, but then you see more and more. It's almost slapdash, kind of almost like books setting on top of each other, and um, disorganized, but functional and singular. Miss Kilgas gestures. That's where the Sophiran Council reigns. That's... An old Sorcerer King tower. Hmm. Uh, go ahead and roll our um and. <laughs> Arcana. Yeah, I'll assist at that because I'm curious as well. Alrighty. Um, 15. Yeah, it kind of looks like if you took every tower you've seen 
so far and like stack them on top of each other. Because they've had the time they, to actually run them. The Sorcerer Kings haven't abandoned these. Yeah, they just kind of crashed into each other and like just kind of stacked them together and they're like, hey, look, a tower. Oh no. Let's not go in that tower. We don't have to. I could yeah. add poorly. I'm assuming, I'm assuming that we're probably going to end up going over there. Yeah, that's I mean, not going to end well. Where else are you going to find the steward? And his home, Me. not in the tower? Yeah. Maybe, if we get lucky. I think I've seen enough. You guys want to go to the... Yeah, I could use a drink. Yeah, me too. What are people wearing? Like I, uh, um, a lot of them are wearing... Um, is, most of the city is composed of those Mesoloth. A lot of it's just, right. you know, they're little... Basically nothing. Uh, but the tieflings and the things that you saw... I would say that you could characterize it as diverse. Um, I would say that the overriding theme is kind of very straight-laced and simple and um, corporate, but there's also a fair amount of variety. There doesn't seem to be any kind of general prevailing style. Like you, This is a mishmash of cultures and, and, and people. If I were to use my armor to pick one of the dress types that it has in it, mm-hmm. which of them would I The merchant. Think? Right. Go with the, the solitude merchant? Uh, Athadian merchant. Athadian? Athadian merchant. Okay. So, <laughs> you dress into Athadian a merchant garb. You look like someone trying to sell something. You just press on into the iron gullet. Uh, getting its name from this kind of strange and, and, and circular stomach-like structure that it has. It, it's, it's like if someone made a... Um, what do you call it, like a pot, banged it around a little bit, set it down, and made it in. Um, you guys enter. It's a decently sized crowd. A uh, fair amount of the tieflings, a fair amount, maybe one or two even humans. The bartender seems to be a Mesloth, and there's uh, one of the um, Mycoloths uh, there as well, which is the, the winged large ones with the axes. Um, and he's standing in the foreground. He seems to be like the bouncer or something. You scan the tavern, and you see Scow sitting there having a drink, much like he was whenever you first saw him in Irismouth. What y'all doing? So I'll probably watch the bartender and see what kind of currency he's accepting um, for drinks. Sure. Uh, it seems to be some kind of uh, stamped uh, golden coin or silver coin. Just... Just the normal stuff we have, or oh no, it's was, definitely a different kind of coinage. But you're so was money. the stuff out of the pouch the same as that? <laughs> Good question. They were not platinum parlance. Okay, I think that will oh. be fine. Because uh, if I see him studying, uh, it's like it's a place of exchange mercantile. I don't think it's going to raise any eyebrows. Uh, I, yeah, I just want to avoid confrontation, but I really could use a drink. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll be okay. All right. It's the name of my autobiography. I really want to avoid confrontation, but I could really use a drink. I'm just going to go sit near Scow first. Scow sees you guys as you as one of you approaches, and he's like, he kind of takes a notice. He's just staring into a nice mug of uh, ale or what passes for ale. Mm. Ah, you made it here in one piece. It's good to see. We did, thank you. Can we drink what's here, or is it made of the same stuff that comes out of the sky? (laughs) No, no, you can drink here. Just, you know, ask for something passable. Did you recognize... Oh, dang it. Did you recognize us, or did you just put two and two together? 
Or two and two and two together. Well, quite frankly, his disguise is pretty shitty. Yeah. And I could only deal with so much what I was working with. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. Also, the cat's kind of a dead giveaway. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I told you you should have disguised her as a cheap whore. Well, makeup cats, they don't really go anywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, look, I just realized that we're both like very grisly boys. Oh, uh, Let's read this book together. There was nothing on this, too. Yeah. This is the stream now. Oh my god. I'm gonna look up for getting drinks, and you're all gonna be Batman. It was the best of times. It was was the worst worst of times. Why did I come back? Where were the other elves going? (laughs) Where's Ulrich? (laughs) Maybe. We'll see how this goes. I can't wait. I cannot wait. So what's your next move? <laughs> as I as I gesture to the bartender, say that. Who are you asking? What's the next move? Just the group. I look oh. to the group like back and forth. What's the next move. Well, Scal, what should we order to drink? Let's deal with that first. Oh, just get like a. It's what the fuck season is it? It's um fall. Get a nice you know mold wine or something. Just something for the normies. <laughs> Don't don't get any soul decor or anything like that. Soul decor? Yeah. What is it made it? from souls? Yes. Oh, that's what's the kill guy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. We're demons. And everyone's like, yeah, here, here. <laughs> I'm keeping my voice down, but okay. How would you uh, do that? Scout wasn't. He said, yeah, we're demons. Yeah. And everyone goes, here, here. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. How would you describe the taste of a soul liqueur? When would it kill I us? really, really am cautioning you against it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you'd say it would varies from person to person. <laughs> or it. Doesn't sound like Scow has much of a sense of humor. That's true. Right. So I'm going to go up to the bar, and I'm going to order a mint julep. <laughs> the bartender is a Mizlath, and you order a mint julep, and it looks at you. I don't know how the fuck I'm in dual play. Yeah. <laughs> That's definitely the delivery mechanism. <laughs> <laughs> Checks the glass in your face. We're demons. So, hands you a nice mint julep. It's good. I'd pay him whatever he wants. No, just scoops it up. It's like a silver. It's fine. Charming. I'll take a fire whiskey if you got it. Zzz, zzz. You get fire with Literally fire. Mold wine. <laughs> Mold wine. Come on, Alki. <laughs> yeah. Get in on this. Which I sit very slowly. Oh, whatever the beer is. All right. Ale. You get a nice ale, and you all sit down at the table with your drinks. So, Miss Kilgasa, we're here in the city that is what it is. Um, I believe, if memory serves, our arrangement is to get out and kill the steward. Correct. Ah, if memory serves, we agreed to locate Alric first. So, locate Alric, run reconnaissance, and then decide which is going to happen first, killing the steward, 
finding Alric, because if Alric is in no way to help us with the steward... He won't be. That's what I'm assuming. Um, but he still. needs to either be saved and put in a safe place for re, re, retaking before we flee the city, or maybe we can use the steward as a distraction to get us out. Yeah. The only downside is if we do the steward first is that if we... If he causes a big enough distraction, we get caught and we're forced to, to run. Um, Am I right in assuming that we're not worried about being listened to or trying to have a magically muted conversation or something? You, yeah, you guys seem okay. fine. <laughs> so, cards on the table. I can find Alric. It's honestly not a problem. In fact, I have a very good idea of where he is already, based on everything that's transpired. I think that one of you suggested that we use the assassination of the steward and the chaos it would ensue as cover to find, to um, then rescue Alric. It's a very good idea. They're definitely not in the same location, or won't be at all times, of course. But they do share a connection. My sources tell me that Alric was intercepted upon failure of completing the ritual. Alric is, was intercepted by none other than the good old Mr. Fingelstein himself. Crown of the Deceiver is a good get. Mr. Fingelstein has a lot of interests. So, the moment Alric was cast into the lower plane, all manner of hands moved to intercept his travel. The Supreme Pontifex himself got, got out on top. Isn't it serendipitous? She being truthful. Full in sight. 24. She appears oh, sorry, to be... 22. She is not telling at all, but she is being truthful. Okay. We won't... So... We still need to do this in a manner that doesn't put us up against members of the Sophia Ring Council. I don't feel like getting annihilated today, and neither should you. Including Finkelstein, true. True. He's the most powerful of them all. Okay. So, avoid the members. We're going to get in. We're going to get out. But, first we need to find a way to kill the steward. And then make a quick jettison over to the prison where Alric is being kept. Make haste out of town whenever that shit goes down. And you don't think it's likely that... <clears throat> you think it's more likely that we'll be able to utilize the chaos than there will be lockdown procedures oh, on the stewards? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's exactly what I would have done if I were the member of a opposing faction. And, well, now I am. I've got a question. The group, the DM, two for one. If we put blight in the ring, and I'm attuned to it, or one of us is attuned to it, can we hand it to somebody else and cast it focus from the ring? Uh, no, it has to be on your person to use it. Oh, yeah. got it. Never mind. No. Darn. And you have to be attuned to it to use. It. True. Yeah. yeah. But if I could hand it to somebody else and then. 
being attuned to it right. from far away, right? Yeah. Okay. Cast this spell yeah. from it. We could nope. blind and or otherwise disable said nope. person, and then stabby stab. Right. No. Away. Gotta wear it. Yeah. And also, <laughs> just as a note, if you are apart from your attuned item, if you're not wearing your attuned item for something like it's either ten minutes or an hour, you become unattuned to it if you're not wearing an, an, an item. Just so you know. <laughs> Auto magic. Auto magically. Yep. Mm-hmm. Too glad I haven't figured out how to put like spells and stones and stuff. We can just throw them at people. So, I'd say kiss your hopes of recovering the crown goodbye. If Auric is still alive, they're definitely separated. But you can at least get your little bow back. Won't that be nice? So I'm going to ignore her and ask Eurysidril uh, if she's okay with us not reclaiming the crown. All things in good time, my darling. Uh, we don't want to come up against this fall too soon. And obviously not knowing that you asked her that, when Mrs. Kilgas said this, I will say, eventually we're going to have to deal with Mr. Finkelstein, Mr. Finkelstein anyway, so if we don't have this opportunity, maybe later when we're stronger, come back and get it. Correction, eventually you will have to deal with Mr. Finkelstein. That so is, far, the rest of us are not obliged. That is an accurate clarification. Oh, I guess I'll keep that one in mind. What I'm saying is, the rest of us are currently not contractually obligated. Just for clarification. She's the daughter of the family of nobles and lawyers, if you want. Mm. Also, I don't want to have to come back here if I don't have to. Actually, I've been, I've been wondering, I've heard that uh, a disproportionate number of lawyers are devils. Is, is that true? No. Most lawyers are just warlocks. Ah. <laughs> They make pact with them. Oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. And who's the only warlock in the group? <laughs> so much shade. So much shade. This, and you have some shade. You have some shade. <laughs> All right. Well, shall we uh, start running some sorties on? <laughs> on where they haven't kept, or uh, not where I'm concerned, on where the, the warden will be? The steward. The steward. Why did I say warden? I don't know why. Killing him in his home is an awfully good idea. Issue is, uh, demons don't have normal sleep patterns. And stewards even less so. We could probably manage 48 hours as long as we all stay together. Mm -hmm. What do we know about this steward? His name is Yango. Or Yagno. Um, Yagno. Yagno. That's what you told us. Yes. Works, yeah. Um, he, and I'm assuming it's still the same steward, has been the steward for quite some time. Um, he is a skilled magical practitioner, although not as skilled as the Arcanoloths. Um, ruthless. Strong. Mm. Does he have a tendency to wear armor? No, no armor. He, in, fact, in fact, he usually just wears a, a cape and a, cloth, a loincloth. Very spartan. What, what about him personally? Do we do we know what might we be able to utilize to get him to a location of our choosing? 
Mm. When I was the chief of the underclass, my relationship with him was <laughs> strained, to say the least. Uh, we, we both wanted to be relied on for everything. Um, he, like a lot of these upper-rung types, collects two things. Well, a few things. Money, magical items, and power. Do you have any of those things that he would want to have? Set up a ruse to lure him out, jump him, do that. But, I will say, well, yeah. Would he know about the mask thing in town? Oh, yes, he, he would have organized some of the ongoings. But Mr. Fingelstein has the mask, I'm assuming. He's not going to be fooled that one of us is going to have it. Perhaps, I mean... Right. But that mask traditionally cannot be unlocked this mantle. Yeah. Yeah, perfect fate. Oh. And if he has what he needs to be, if we think that he would make a grasp for power. Oh, yeah. Rather than bend to Finkelstein and take him the cloak. We can offer it as bait and he meets us. And I could make the offer more valid and proper by being an agent of the Lady of Winter. Willing to try to make a deal of some sort, whatever we think might be reasonable that she would want in return for it. All right. I think this is a working idea. Go ahead, Savini. So the only problem is, is that if he does tell Finkelstein, or Finkelstein finds out, and then the leader of Sulfian Council shows up, and obliterates us all. So that's the thing. We have to be sure that he's willing to make a power grab for whatever money he has rather than bending a knee to Finkelstein and garnering favor. Yes. I would put it this way. It's unlikely he makes a power play against Finkelstein, but it is absolutely that he would want to surprise Finkelstein with this yet. So... And he most likely wouldn't want to do it in the tower either. No. And he wouldn't, if he Correct. failed, and this was not the true mantle, because what's the ops opportunity that the key to that mask is going to show up in his city? Right. However, so it could be we, a ruse. If we had an idea of something, and you might have better insight to this than I would, Mrs. Kilgast, um, if we had some sort of insight as to what... Morgan might want for that, such as a list of names or something of that nature. Maybe as long as her price is steep enough. Is it worth a tome? No. I was just Probably to not that. worth a tome, but All maybe right. worth some names out of the tome. I don't know if that's reasonable. Maybe you have a better suggestion. But I could act as the All right. go-between. So, let me... Get help you all on your first little sting operation. Yes, thank you. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> cloak's a brilliant idea. I like it. So, you get word to the steward that the cloak is up for sale. Tell the story about how Selena went crazy and has died in the material plane. Cloak has found its way. Lady of Winter sent you, her chief representative, to hawk the cloak. For that price... She is asking for half of the names from a tome. 
with a few key names in mind. Or half the names in the tome. In the tome, with a few key ones in mind. Plus the sum of 125,000 gold pieces. Which is roughly the market value of that globe, by the way. You say, you say one, you said 1,000? 125,000 gold pieces. 125,000. You could buy so many healing potions. <laughs> sure you need that cloak? <laughs> I'm going to staff a healing, just as nicely. That's a lot of coin. It's also been hidden under my cloak of many fashions since I was disguised. <laughs> Set up a meeting point in one of the many, many, many houses that are available for meetings, because this is literally the city where enemies come to meet. Here's where things get tr tricky. He's going to assume it's a uh, bait and switch. He might. He's not going to come unarmed. Here's where things get tricky. Turning on someone at a meeting in Gehenna is incredibly frowned upon. There are already wards in place. That was the part I was worried about. You can cast silence, right? I can, but I don't think this is going to help with silence this. wards. But as long as we dispatch any wards before he shows up, we could I'm, potentially cast silence so that no one can hear what's going on within that house. I'm sure any wards on these meeting houses will be very I, strong. Why don't we just, I, I hate to say it this way, why don't we just ambush him on the way to the meeting house? If we're setting the, the terms of the location, he will not be expected. If you know where a good so, meeting house is, that would have a, yeah. a good spot that we can grab him out that's out of prying eyes. Am I correct in assuming that if I were to partake in that ambush after having set up a meeting with him, that would trigger wards and such? If you're in the meeting house. But so if just... the fight happens outside of our prearranged meeting, yes. then it's fair game? It... Like, not fair game, fair game. The house is warded, the streets are not. Correct. So, okay. so we could run this as a double sting operation. We, we can disguise ourselves. You can be meeting him. You are our face for the day. You stay in the house. We ambush. And you only assist if needed. And then that means that you keep your cover. We technically don't know you. To any prying eyes on the outside. Honestly, we should all just ambush. I think so. That's the way we're doing that. We just grab him before he gets to the place. They've demonstrated a natural propensity for spells. I don't you just don't tell them who you are. You just say a representative. Before I go further with this, from the DM... Do I get the impression that going forward with this plan of action would would cause something cause to happen? problems with Morgan or like for Morgan? Oh, cause problems? Yeah, like could this create problems on a larger scale for Morgan that she would be unhappy about? Not sure. Alternatively, instead of potentially tipping us, I think it's a great idea. I think that's a way that we could ferret him out. But maybe instead of uh, tipping him off that there's any ado at all, if we just have the patience of a day or so, get an idea for his movements, ambush him on the street. He's not. You're not going to get him out in the street. He doesn't 
peruse anything. Okay. You've got to do something, and you've got to make it good to lure him out. Understood. Using your name is a requirement. A random nobody from the shadows promising a long-lost artifact that is currently in the material plane is not going to get the steward of Gehenna to a meeting. We just have to trust that he doesn't... It has to be believable. It has to be good. And then you have to flip the script. How much do you care about your reputation? Is your name big enough? Hmm, I'm not a representative of anyone. You're a representative of yourself. And you have a big enough name. Yes... It's not really in my nature to come down here and... No one's going to believe that you're out hawking the cloak. Right. Well, I'm the most believable. This is the most believable. Yeah, yeah of course. Okay. I, think, I think this... Right. Yeah, That's what I mean. Yes. Me acting as a... As a, um, a reluctant merchant. Yes. Yeah. Um, on the orders of Morgan. So, um, do, how, does, how does it work? If you are attuned to a magic item... But it is not on your person. Can you will it to you? No. No. Weapon, yes, but okay. not all magic items, carte blanche. Okay. Weapons that are intended to be thrown. And if you are attuned to a magic item and it is away from you for maybe a half hour, you can maintain the attunement? Uh, it's either 10 minutes or an hour. Not sure. What okay. are you trying to not attune from? Maybe we can also get the things that we are selling and instead of attacking before the deal is made after the deal is made get the cloak back and have all the names in the tome that way if there is a problem that is created for morgan she at least has something out of it i'd say that's way too risky most likely he'll have the gold on him when he comes to the meeting at the very least or even a tome so if we kill him beforehand we may be able to gain those items. It's not the smart move to have the names and the gold on him. We'll have one or the other, much likely. Mrs. Kilgas, does he have teleportation magic? He he has a limited ability to teleport. He's not as powerful a mage as you might expect, but he has a limited ability to teleport. And he's not going to show up to the meeting with tomes. It's going to be an agreement, an arrangement, and you get the information later. And we keep our eyes on the prize, kill this guy. Yep. We keep it simple, keep it sweet. I cast silence from the hidden location. We roll him. We move on. And if we understand his nature, he probably didn't tell anybody, hopefully, because he wants to make it a surprise and maybe whatever fallout comes from you. And hell, if something does happen, we have plausible deniability. He never showed up to the meeting house, which we booked for him to be there. Correct. We can kill him, and then we can go wait in the meeting house if we want to. Or you can go wait in the meeting house. I think that we should stay together. I think you have the right idea. But let's book it anyway to make it look legitimate. Rules lawyer question. What's up? Just because I don't know. If I cast a spell before he silences the area, and it's a concentration spell, Mm. can I keep it? As long as it doesn't require you to say anything. Once it adds a persisting effect, if it's like, you have to shout in order to call down lightning. If the spell says that, then no, you cannot. But if it doesn't, that's the only thing. If the persistent effect requires a verbal component described in the spell's text... You cannot use it. So it but, looks like Dust Devil does it. Correct. Most, I can't think of a single spell that does. I was just saying. Okay, perfect. Would you be able to use uh, a persistent effect that has, or, or something that does like thunder in a silence? Because the... The silence spell uh, talks about that. Okay. Um, I was just curious. Yeah. You can read Consider read the viewers and the rest of us the effects of the silence spell. Do, 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 do. I don't. 
That's yeah, why I pulled up on D&D Beyond. This is why I was wondering. I have one hunger clan match. Your wish. Anyway. So I think first step is... No? Oh, sorry, she was pulling it up. Okay, yeah. yeah. So for the duration, no sound can be created within or passed through a 20-foot radius sphere centered on a point you choose within range. Any creature or object entirely inside the sphere is immune to thunder damage, and creatures are deafened while entirely inside it. Casting a spell that includes a verbal component is impossible here. There you go. Which is almost all of them. Yeah. While you're inside. That's the joy of it. I learned that really well last night. (laughs) <laughs> Things about your bedroom affairs. We, we were we were about. trying to recreate what we imagined um, a silent place would be like, you know. But no, no, a, a quiet, wild magic a quiet, effect. A quiet a place, yeah, silent line. place. So. Oh no, it was not we good. Wild magic sorcerers are fun. So I'm guessing, do we uh, we book the the safe house first to to it lend yeah, legitimate make it a legitimate oh, absolutely deal. book the house and then and we ambush him on the way and that's that we should probably find some place to sleep tonight so that we are fully rested does the iron gillet have in space you can go talk to the innkeeper right. <laughs> what you want the you um you go <laughs> talk to the um the mesoloth and he points you over to the nycoloth and he's and the Nycoloth, the gluttonous, large creature, well-muscled that you, well, the type of which you fought and conquered. Do you guys um, rent rooms for the night? Yes. Perfect. How much? 1,500 gold per person per night. All right. <laughs> well. I could hear you. That's this fine establishment is slightly out of my price range. That seems quite unreasonable. Unreasonable? This is the finest inn in Gehenna, which is the finest city in all Levada. I think that this is probably the bottom rung when it comes to Gehenna. He spits at your feet. (laughs) And you can see acid. I'm having no part in this. Fuck you! Get your yellow belly asses out of my inn. Well, I tried something and failed. Well, <laughs> can I? Uh, can Chase read? Is this gonna get like? Is he trying to play hardball? And this is the way. All insight. Yeah, I don't have. Oh, I'm watching oh, this from the table. I'm gonna lean. That twenty. <laughs> lean over to Scow and ask him. Is it really fifteen hundred a night here? He looks at you. Like <laughs> just like. Okay, they're just taking him for pansy ass. Got it. That twenty. I'm trying. I'm playing hardball with this fucker. So yeah, he's he's just he's giving you guys a go. I'd be like, uh, what's the little type type of demons called? Mesoloth. Your mother was a Mesoloth. Fuck you! You fuck yourself. You you give us a reasonable price, or we'll take our business elsewhere. You can see there's at least half a dozen of us. Five hundred gold per person per night. Right, what do you take me for? Born yesterday. Roll persuasion. <laughs> can I assist with that? How do you assist? You've seen mm-hmm. what works. How do you assist? Okay, I don't assist. Because yeah. I can't think of anything. <laughs> Sevilius yeah. jump in and be like, fuck you! <laughs> no, okay, no. <laughs> Just ask. <laughs> uh, 17. Is he wearing metal? No. He has a metal axe on his back. And like, 
Like, no, unblinking. I just like maintain eye contact. <laughs> Fine. Five gold per person per night. It's more like it. No, I'll, I'll throw it onto the. I'll throw it onto the table. He just yeah, it just just skitters, scatters. <laughs> Thank you. That is a pretty good price for the finest in Fuck the game. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> <Say> wrist. <laughs> Is that like an insult again? He's an elf. Elf? Yeah. yeah so. <laughs> Mild racism, don't mind it. <laughs> I'm going to subtract 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 gold from it, I think. Mrs. Gilgast doesn't have to pay. Oh, she's, she's, so just 20. Oh, okay, Scout's got extra combination. It's <laughs> just such an insult. Wait, I didn't hear what he you He gives said. you the double up nod after that. He looks at this copper, his eyes kind of wide, and he's like, yeah, what 20 gold. What did you gold. say? I just gave him an extra copper. Oh, okay. I tipped him. <laughs> God. I come back and I say, fair right. price. About gold per person. Good setup. I'm, I'm going to guess this is a one or two gold in, but good jets. <laughs> you started at 50. Scott goes, wow, five gold? I mean, <laughs> you got to... <laughs> you got to start from somewhere. You start at 1,500. You lose some bar real high. <laughs> yeah. Oh. You did. You did pretty good. Justice. She's optimistic. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, I mean, you're relatively, I guess. You're kind of new to this haggling thing and the people skills, so right. you did pretty good. Yeah, I mean, just, humans are hard. I'm guessing demons are worse. Well, actually, uh, they seem a little bit more straightforward. It's kind of easier. You're just you're forceful with them, and it's fine. <laughs> Less civility. So if everyone gets settled in. We'll meet down here in half an hour and they get a little espionage. Perfect. Um, anything you require from us for said espionage? I don't think so. If I think of anything, I'll let you know. You know, some of us are a little bit tapped. How worried are we about that for our espionage? Oh. Um, I'm okay. If you need a night's rest, there's no rush, I don't think. Should be fine. Alric's only being tortured every second of every minute we sit here. And I don't want to get killed in the process of trying to get him out. That's all I'm saying. Oh, so How this, selfless of you. Yeah, well, it doesn't do anybody any good if we're dead, does it? Anyway, the hmm. question is... It would do some of those demons some good. She's got a point there. What time of day is it? Uh, I don't really know, midday. <laughs> So if we took a long rest now, we could do espionage at night, which the city's probably more populated at night. We can blend in more. Whatever we want to do. I'm okay to go now, or if we rest, then we could be at full strength. This would just be espionage, but every time we espionage, we're not doing things. That's why I was bringing it up. That's fine. (laughs) Let's just get settled in. We'll go under the cover of night. I prefer it that way anyway. Oh, uh, sorry. Um, we're just gonna go send out the word for the meeting and stuff oh, like that. Oh, you know. okay. Sorry, yeah. I thought you meant like reconnaissance. Um, yeah. You could do all the reconnaissance you want. I'm just saying. I thought we have a plan. Yeah, we'll we send out send the it. message. Get word out. Okay. Set up the meeting at the meeting house. Rest here the night, and tomorrow we have our meeting. Yeah. That works. Perfect. Okay. Because it'll take time for him to organize oh. and. Right. I just wanted to be clear what we were going to be expecting out yeah. of tonight before right. we commit yeah, resources yeah. that we may or may not no, have. We used espionage. We thought, like, <laughs> yeah. straight up. Like, yeah, sneak into the tower, stab, and then I don't know what it's called. It's all yeah. good. You were fine. It was just an overrated <laughs> So, describe to me how nice the room of the finest inn in Gehenna is. Yeah. It's like a 
clean toilet. It's pretty nice. Clean prison toilet, you know those metal ones. Yeah, yeah, it's like. I that. mean, they're really cool. Although it's it's That's weird to use for stainless steel because it actually is actually terrible for bacterial like killing. They should really use something like mm-hmm. brass or copper or something. Would you? Yeah. I'm gonna stay in your house tonight. Check magic and see if there are any wards that shouldn't be there. You're welcome. Of course, Do you like yeah. any spy magics that shouldn't be there? Hey, Gladiosa, you wanna stretch your legs a little bit? The room contains no extraneous or divining. Magical enchantments. Thanks. Anyone who wants to spend the night in the hut is more than welcome. Selena, I highly advise you do. (laughs) Considering I'm the only one who sleeps, yeah, probably. So we can share a room. Right. I'm also staying in the hut too because the rooms are filthy. (laughs) I'm going to use my room. Have fun. So I can, keep up I will uh, ritually cast detect poison and disease on the room. See mm-hmm. if I find anything. To yeah. No, nothing that actually rises to disease or poison levels. Okay. You're fine. Is there at least a phone for room service? <laughs> nope. Damn. Sending stone. I have message. That's not good. Fucking rap. Five what it used to. We can find the most cantankerous raccoon out <laughs> here and I just... send it for the... Uh, is an animal messenger. Oh my god. What I does stand... a demon raccoon even look like? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say demon raccoon. Right, but up here. Tankerous raccoon. Yeah, but you really think it's going to be a normal raccoon? I want, I want to see a demon raccoon. Um, I'm just going to stand unmoving like a statue looking out the window for the half hour. Just to be creepy. Mission accomplished. Yep, right. All right, so you guys take 30 minutes and then get ready to go and go to the meeting house and send out word and all that other stuff. Who would like to helm the city exploration check? Actually, sure. I think, because I think I have urchin as my background. Or is it still it's essentially survival. Yeah, no, it's, I It's survival or... That's about it, really. Or investigation, sure. I'll, I'll do it. I feel mm-hmm. like this is... I'm good at city reconnaissance and whatnot. All right. Is anyone trained that can that can guide? Uh-huh. I can help you with investigation, but so sure. I, not survival. Not survival. <laughs> yeah. we'll, do, we'll do investigation, if that's okay. If you offered it. Yeah, investigation. Right. Yeah. I will Just trying to think of how this works. In whatever way possible. That's fine. Oh, not bad. Nice. Uh, 18, 19, 24. Uh-huh. Much like what I described before, the winding streets, the d- different divisions, and all the like, you eventually go around and hop around and, and find out that there are 13 meeting houses in this city, each under the um, jurisdiction of a singular member of the Sulfuring Council. Um, a lot of them are actually pretty booked. Mr. Fingelstein's booked. Several of them are just, you know, it's like it's like you go to them and one after another, it's like we're 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 booked. Something tomorrow? Are you kidding me? No. Uh oh. I don't think so. Um, but eventually you go through and you can tell Mrs. Kilgas is invisible this whole time. She she goes invisible and in that she stays quiet. Um so you visit the um you visit the um, meeting house of Mi- of uh, Mr. Bobblestone. He's a greater quasar of the uh, uh, council. And then you visit the um, uh, meeting house of Mrs. Bundletrain. She's a lower quasar of the Sulfuric Council. Dr. Tweedle and Mr. Hallstool and Mr. And Mrs. Matterston. All the way up until you eventually find one for a Mrs. Gladlight. Mm-hmm. Glad we found it. You have the, one of the high pontifexes, not a supreme pontifex, but a high pontifex, and kind of seen as the vice chair of the Sulfuran Council. 
So as we go up the rungs, are they more warded and better warded? They're all immaculately warded. Um, these are gradations of mirth, trying to deci- deci- decipher the different webs and magical affix- affixations and guards. It's like, that one has like, not 1,700 enchantments, but 1,701. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You don't want to cast an angry spell in I let I let Gladiosa get a good look, because I'm sure that she mm-hmm. She's it. fascinated, and she thanks you. Science. So... A kind of dog-faced creature with um, tattered, leathery wings uh, greets you. Uh, you can see little kind of tiny gray feathers uh, from the, the wings, but they kind of fall off. Um, he's wearing this goldish armor, which is rusted in some spots, and he has a sword, which hasn't seen much use. And uh, his dog, uh, anthropomorphic face, greets you. He has droopy, droopy jaws like that, you know, Basset Hound-like cartoon. You want a meeting tomorrow? What time? What do you have free? We have a number of openings available to people who are willing to pay the toll, as it were. How about high noon? A costly hour, but I suppose we can assist you. What's a slightly less costly hour, but... No, let's go with high noon. I aim to please. High noon. What what invitees, what invitations would you like to extend in this meeting? Gilly, I think this is more your rodeo. And high noon. I mean, we could have made it 310. Come on, partner. Oh, yeah. So you might. We would like to extend an offer. To I, not we, I would like to extend an offer to the steward. Mm, the steward of what house? I'm sorry, the steward of what house? It's the steward of the Sulfurian Council. Is that what? Of the Sulfurian Council. <laughs> Oh, all right. Um, does he know he's a dog? Yeah, I'm just yeah. trying to picture what that was about. Yeah. Does he know that you have business with him? He will. Not yet. We've extended the invitation. All right. Is this normally not how this is done? <laughs> anyone can extend an invitation to anyone. Uh, these are meeting houses. Um, it's just people meeting with the sulfur, the the steward of the thirteen, uh, Mister Yagno, are usually uh, meeting in the tower. But uh, he is a citizen of this Gehenna, so I will extend him an invite. Um, I will allow you to draft your letter, uh, stating your terms. Um, and he hands you a couple pieces of parchment. When it's ready, I shall send it, and I will give you notice of confirmation. Where are you staying? I am staying at the Iron Gullet. That uh, is a respectable establishment. Um, sure. Iron Gullet, your name was Gilly? Correct. <coughs> Wonderful. All right. Go ahead and write your letter. Okay. Keep being careful to only keep my name in all of it. (laughs) All right. What does your letter say? It says, um, 
No, it's okay. Uh, it says, Yagno, on behalf of the Lady of Winter, I, Gilioche, um, what is my title? Knight of Winter, right? Knight of Winter. Knight of Winter, that's her representative. Come prepared to make an offer. Do I need to list all the terms of the offer in it, in the letter? You're just creating a scene. Okay. <laughs> Create the scene. I was just curious. Um, we have recently, I, she has recently come across an item and believes you might be quite interested in making a deal for it. Especially because of the relevance to a rather significant recent addition to your Sulfurian Council. Don't help. <laughs> I'm reading it. I'm like, do you think that maybe you should be more overt and say you got the cloak? I mean, I just yeah, we really want to lower him. Just want to get it in there because he might just think like you got you got potpourri. I'm also not sure how how secure is all this. It just goes straight to him, right? You have uh, no way of knowing. No idea. Okay, if you're letting me read over your shoulder, I would whisper in your ear, "Tell him you have a key to the map." For its release right. and return. For its release and return, I use message. If what? they haven't gotten it off Alric yet, release from Alric, and then be able to unlock it for anyone else. Okay. Release and return. Uh, if that makes sense. Release and unlocking. Yeah. yeah. A key. Awakening. I explained that we have an item to assist with the unlocking and utilization of of the mask that has recently come into their possession. Its counterpart. Alright. Its counterpart, you say that? Okay. Go ahead and roll Persuasion. Can we assist since we assisted you her? You actively assisted. Yeah. I'm also going to... Is it acceptable to give myself... Oh wait, you, you know, I've got it, so it's fine. Okay, because I can give you guidance if he assists you. I just don't think I can do both. The task would take longer than a minute to write. Guidance doesn't really apply here. Got it. I'd say. I don't know. Fair. Great. 17. All right. You write your letter. You have to do this in a time constraint, and you feel as comfortable as you're going to be. You hand it to the dog-faced uh, creature, who is the um, attendant here. Can we seal it before it leaves? Yeah, he's gonna. Yeah, if you like, if you have a seal yourself, you can supply one. And was I? Am I supposed to dictate terms in it of like what he's supposed to offer in return? Or oh, well, he has to accept the meeting first, and then okay. we'll that's what I thought. You. That's what I thought. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he, you see him slot it into a little box. It falls. Um. Oh, the fee, of course. Um, just twenty-five gold pieces, please. Okay, and I pay it. Thank you. Thank you for your assistance today. You are more than welcome. What's your name in case we need to ask for you again? No, oh, I'm just an attendant here. My name's not important. Okay. Nice to meet you. Not important. <laughs> Alright, well, I guess 
So it's Mrs. Gladlight's meeting house, is that? Yep, each Sulfurian member has a meeting house. As we Unless we're going to do anything else after we walk out onto the street. Maybe we uh, take the time, since it might take a little while to respond. Just kind of try to trace a path between here and the tower. Eye spots. Or his home. Or his home, one of the two. Go ahead and roll. Uh, tower or home? Uh, it's, you want to do first? Let's do, let's do tower. He seems like a workaholic from out here. You have to be. I'm single admin servicing 13 members. What am I rolling here? Investigation. Alright. I'll give guidance since I can't assist. Okay. I can assist with investigation. Alright, we're like just scoping up best place to ambush. Sure can I. Or actually, if you do that, I will take no yes. part in that. <laughs> I oh, well, that was. Investigation. <laughs> the guidance has been. Alright. Uh, 11. We've been rolling so hot. So, due to like the terpsy ter- the terpsy toddy nature and the kind of half streets and all the different names, it's incredibly difficult to discern a single path. Um, your assumption is is he'll probably just teleport close to the thing and walk up. Um, and Mrs. Kilgas says he's like, he's not going to be able to, you know, he can't teleport at will or anything like that, but he can get a good ways there and then walk. That's generally how upper level members of the city travel. They just go from sigil to sig- a sigil and just Based off of your time in the underpaws, uh... Underclaws. Underclaws, I'm sorry. <laughs> Underpaw? Underclaw? I thought it was, like, underhanded. Um, any... She yeah. raises up her reverse claw. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, it's like this. Oh. That, that makes a little bit more sense, you know? I thought it was, like, a clever play on words. No. All the members of the Underclaws bear the same curse. Go oh, ahead. Interesting. Um, any sigils around here that you, you think they would be more ideal for him, or more likely? Doesn't... Mm. Blacksmith shop nearby that's kind of loyal to the cause. Um, we could try that. She leads you to this kind of little blacksmith area, tavernish place with a nice pond. Kind of idyllic. This is one of the houses, but really no way of knowing. But we got a lot. There's a lot of different good vantage points here. We could kind of this. This could be the ambush point. I think we're gonna have to spread out, cover a lot of ground. Be within, you know, on rooftops within distance of one another, you know, a couple hundred feet or a hundred feet or whatever, but we're going to have to spread this one out. Understood. Once he appears, the pounce. Of course. That makes sense. And do we want to, don't we know over-engineer this because it's kind of my thing? We should probably set a fallback position if he comes from an unexpected locale. Oh, that we can intercept him on the way, like a last-ditch last, last ditch effort before we reach the safe house. Mm-hmm. I'll let maybe one of you guys scope that out. Can we see the safe house from the blacksmith shop? The the meeting house? Um, yeah, it's 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 close-ish by a couple blocks, you know, so city block. Within thousand feet, five hundred yeah, feet. Yeah, a thousand. Thousand yeah. feet. Yeah, five hundred or a thousand. Yeah. Um, so justice, you should probably be closest to the meeting house. If he comes out of something else. Um, Because if we do this right and we go with the idea that you cast silence on him, or on his center, and I can, I can cast a a useful um, dust devil. We can hold him in place, push him back, make sure he stays within the silence. Mm -hmm. And... 
and uh, deal damage at the same time before you do that. As long as we can keep eye contact on each other. And then... Okay. Sevelius, you'll be able to... Can you magic your blades? Do they still magic stab after if you're in silence? Um... I would assume so, provided they're yeah. activated beforehand. Yeah, what what blades are we talking about here? Is which blade lock song. blades? Oh yeah. Oh. Hey. Yeah. Does blade song work in silence? Considering it says no. song, because it's a. I would dance. Oh, that's interesting. It's less about singing. But it's 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 the music right. accompaniment. I would say no. First instinct is to say no. I'd have to read, like, the wording out of the book, like, the flavor text, probably, of it. Because the description here doesn't say that much. And it's a spell, right? No, it's a feature. Yeah. Um, it's just a bonus action to start, and just grants benefits. If it ends early, if I'm incapacitated, put on heavy armor or shield, or use two hands to make an attack with a weapon. Nothing about requiring nope. yeah, somatic, you should be verbal, good. anything. You should be good, actually. It's just called a blade song. Yeah, it's not actually there. Actually, there's a slight accompaniment of music thematically, but no, mechanically, you're good. Yeah, I'm reading the full script. Yep. Is yeah, because it's more about the like how you're using the blade and yeah. like the performance of it. Mm -hmm. So could counter charm also work in silence? Well, you have to accompany it, it with a performance of some kind, but you have actively chosen voice as your commonly most used thing. And I'm assuming that your interpretive visual based dance is not how you counter charm. You know, it's usually a musical accompaniment. That's okay. the kind of bard you are. Okay. So that's just a thing to keep in mind. Because if he gets close to you, I'm going to cast a direct line on him. If he closes ground with you, you won't be able to cast any of your spells. That makes sense. But there are things that we can do before you do that that would give us advantages magically. Uh, I think that's going to be more than Salvo. I think that yeah, because yeah, he could probably counterspell something that you do if it's easier. So I'll hit him and then we just be more than 20 feet away from him when you do it. So what? Just... So I'm... What do I need to know about how I need to conduct myself in order to maintain, like, a good representation for Morgan? Could you be more specific? Uh, if I participate at all in any of this uh, jumping him, that's... Is that going to reflect poor? That's going to reflect poorly, correct? Yeah, it's yeah. assassination. Yes. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, no. I think. Oh, I mean, we established before though that he's trying to keep it a secret, and so right. like we just we got to make sure it's, he gets killed. It's the risk we but take. But then you have plausible deniability because we booked the thing. Right. You're going to be in disguise if, as long as you don't say it's Gilly and Co. <laughs> you know, yeah, unless you're like stabbing him in the neck, you're like, I'm gay. Don't forget the name. Okay. <laughs> okay. I just didn't understand how much of this was like. I, I misunderstood something then. Never mind. Okay. It will look bad, but we have plausible deniability. I would think. How close are we to the river sticks? Oh, far. Oh, dang. Because okay. I was going to say that someone could dimension door at 500 feet, drop him in the are river sticks. Are we 500 sticks. feet away from the river? No, God, no. You're like a mile or two, a few miles. 
And if he, and if he's big, Dimension Door, you can only do a creature your size or smaller. Oh, or, he's massive. Yeah. yeah. So oh, he, he won't be. Yeah. Like, tiny door. All right. He's a good 15 feet tall, I think. As long as we have a, a, a fallback position identified, I feel pretty good. I think right there, that intersection, just before the, just before the merchant house. Like a perfect and, spot. And, and demons are considered people, right? No, no, they're no. demons. So that wouldn't be a whole person; that would be a whole creature. Whole monster. Yeah. Whole monster. All right. So, does anyone want to do anything else? Before, uh, you guys gonna rest? Or did you want to scout out the tower at all? Yeah, I think. Uh, need to know your approach. Right, because as soon as that happens, we'll need, we'll to, need to go and do the Correct. other thing. How much how much time are we working with, do you think, Mrs. Kilgast? What how much time till what? When After we, we kill when them. we achieve the first goal, how much time do we have to really extract Ulrich? Oh, I would want to you'd want to do it immediately. Yeah. The first reaction is going to be, Oh, what's all this? And then the second reaction is going to be find them, find them, find them. And how public is the place that we're about to be doing this bit? It's going to be pretty readily known that he's dead, right? Yeah, you, you're it's the middle of the street. That's it's what I thought. The, yeah. the public. How much should we expect that other people will interfere? Oh, he can probably summon some gods and stuff, but just going to have to do our best. We'll right. through it. Okay. I'd say we pick one or two paths. It seems like this place is pretty circuitous between here and the tower and then maybe have a point that's not the iron gullet to reconvene if we get separated where shall we reconvene you know this town better than we do do you have any ideas i know the town very well the rest of you do not exactly right. you need to figure Should out we can reconvene at the sewer i was going to suggest that mm-hmm. fantastic idea you yep. seem to be at home there like scurrying little rats it's kind of charming you do what gets you by. Mm. You would know a thing or two about rats. I would. They've been on my diet for quite some time. <laughs> Tough way to live. All right. Indeed. Well, I feel feel comfortable. Let's try to figure out a path or two to the tower. Maybe do some reconnaissance. Roll investigation. I'm, I'm assuming the, the whole shebang of everyone helping and is right. guidance appropriate in this situation because really. it's taking longer. No. Yeah, it's a is protracted it, thing. That's only cool. if you tell me what you're doing can I guide you. That's all you. good. Um, I'm, I'm a man of secrets. Uh, that's an 18. Okay, so you're able to kind of skirt the outside of the tower. So the tower actually has just basically, um, it has 13 rows, 13 walk-ups. You now see that though they don't cut straight through the town, there are essentially 13 roads that lead to this tower. And they all eventually wind around in this kind of circular thorn, like circle of thorns kind of looking pattern spiraling out. Um, you guys keep a healthy distance from the tower, uh, the, from the tower, but see that it is um, lightly guarded. There's a lot of mesolos and some of those winged, demonic-like creatures flying around, but mostly it just kind of sits almost tranquil-like and stands singular. Apart from everything else, there's a good sixty feet of clearing and just kind of patchy grassland and well, not grass, but well manicured grassland and a grass area, lawns and stuff, and fountains and things like that. It's about 50, 100 feet, or however, whatever kind of distance is appropriate, and um, apart from every other building. So it's the only building within so many feet. 
Do the guards all seem to be uh, of a demonic variety or are they oh, humanoid? Yeah. No, they're all they're all demons. Mm. A lot of Mesloth, a few not Nikoloths flying around. You see, <laughs> because they can fly those big guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Mrs. Think Kilgast. Of... Yeah. How? How? What should we expect about gaining entry to and maneuvering throughout the tower? Resistance, difficulty. Do you know a good way in underground, or I would think a frontal assault would be foolish. When the time comes, I'll show you all how it's done. How about that? I'm so. Isn't the kind of thing I can really tell you. I can only show. That's fair. I'm ready. As long as it gets us to where we need to go. Okay. All right. So you can manage that heavy lifting. Wonderful. May we rest up? Yeah. And then prep for tomorrow. Stock up on anything. This is a city of merchants. Perhaps some shopping is in order. No, yes. Wonderful shopping to be had in Gehenna. Perfect. So as as you guys kind of begin to walk away, uh, you can see Miss Kilgas, um, you guys are all sitting there kind of looking around before you depart. She she just takes in a deep breath and she, you can hear this kind of and she goes and this fire-like smoke flees from her little kitty mouth and as the smoke kind of travels towards the tower, you can see all these intersecting red lines. Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Crisscrossing every which way. <laughs> she gives a little nod, and you guys depart. Now we know what to expect. <laughs> First shows there. First order of business. Cat leather cat suits. <laughs> for everyone. I think so. I think that's necessary. Now, the, the, I, I have another thing or two about leather cat suits. The thing about the sizing, you always go a size smaller than you think you need, because yeah. you can just really squeeze it in there. Real sales and flavor. (laughs) So you guys go to the Sodine Bazaar. Uh, You can see that there's no actual formal shops. There's just a lot of pop-up stands. They all have names, but a lot of it's demonic. Demons and and infernal creatures, all alike, manning each and every one. They all seem to be clamoring for your business. There doesn't seem to be a lot of, like, tight... It's an organized city, but again, the more you explore it, it's, like, kind of happenstance, a kind of clash of dereg... A kind of clash of deregulated organisms that are somehow existing. Um, and they are clamoring for your business. Oh, I see. You uh, need uh, more makeup, madame. Um, and they talk to you, Sevilius. Uh, do you need um, a kind of more uh, rouge? I just ignore them and keep walking. Uh, do I see any like magic items? That... Fine silk. <laughs> you do. You, you do see a magic item. Then someone gets in front of your face. Fine silk for a fine lady. Just <laughs> rubs you with the silk. He's having a bad hair day. Oh, gentleman who loves to look good. Well, fine silk for you too. It does look pretty nice. I'll pass. All right. I'm, I, I like Justice finds himself for half a second considering the silk for Claire, and then he's like, oh, no. "Keep going." Later, like, what the silk look like? Come back and buy this, Claire. <laughs> I will. I'm gonna. 
You guys are perusing. Go ahead and roll perception. You're perusing. I'm a peruser. Yeah. I'm a peruser in the producer. Nat 20. Nice. 24 total. Okay. So, nice. you find, an, there are, of course, consumable magic items, you know, potions and the like. Um, you arrive at the, this kind of uh, small stand, humble, uh, manned by a short little um, um, yeah, halfling who has um, all manner of um, uh, adornment and garbs and fanciful dress. He has a beautiful uh, red skin, like a uh, leathery tan. He has jewels all around, a gold chain necklace. He has uh, arid and um, flowing clothes that are layered in light. This is Welcome, welcome to my shop. Um, yeah, you, I see you have an eye for extraordinary gifts. I do, and yours look quite extraordinary. Very, very, very. He pushes a few forward. But what are you looking for? Anything in general, anything that might be interesting. Well, I can see that you have kind of a warrior's stride to you. Um, but, but, but you could use uh, perhaps an item or two from my stock. Hmm. He looks around. Hmm. That might I interest you in a pair of bracers. They're an interesting little ditty. They require attunement. And you can cast any cantrip, any cantrip, on the turn. One as an action, and then again as a bonus action. He spins them over to you. As long as they are the same cantrip. Action, and then a bonus action. It's really good. Braces. (laughs) How much? For you, my sir, Mm -hmm. handsome and and strapping as you are, 1,700 gold. How much is that platinum going to bro? Yeah, I need to know. Yeah, 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 725. Times ten, right? Yeah, seven twenty-five times ten. So seven thousand two hundred and fifty gold. Man. Divided by four. Oh, that's really right. Good. Right. Stand by. That'd be eighteen hundred. He would have enough just for the platinum. What? Yeah. You can haggle. Oh, I can. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You think I'm role-playing this right? Hell, I yeah, can't leave this shit if there's no match. I'm not going to angling. Huh? That's how much gold we each get. You as an individual are not going to have gold. You'd be fine. From that? So that's on top of what I already have. Yeah, so... Correct. 1813, right? Okay, yeah, I'll be fine. 1812 and a half. Okay. Those are mighty fine, but that's a bit steep. Fourteen hundred. Roll persuasion. Uh, that is a sixteen. Fourteen hundred, you say? Give mm-hmm. a deal. Perfect. So, who's next? Hi. You. Hi. I have just the thing for you, actually, darling. I can see you eyeing my crossbow. <laughs> Pulls it up. You need this, don't you? I can see it in your eye. I mean, that depends on what it does. This is a crossbow of the Viper. 
plus one crossbow, light crossbow, you take 1d10 poison damage on your turn, and you add 2d6 poison damage to your attack roll, to your damage roll. It's a magical crossbow, and the bolts you shoot from it are magical as well. You know... Maybe? But I don't like the idea of hurting myself to hurt other people. No pain, no gain. Yeah, I know, but, uh... Yeah. Uh, how much are you asking for that? Oh, for this one... I'll be honest with you, since you and I have cut from the same claw, uh, it's a bit malfunctioning in parts. When if you roll one, you take some poison damage. In addition to the poison you're already taking each time you fight. Yes. That's Se- quite a downside. Like a discount. Don't underestimate it. It's quite. It's more powerful than it seems. I would say a thousand gold. in my mind as I continue to peruse. What else do I see that's of interest? For you? Hmm. He kind of looks around. Not sure. Puts up the crossbow. Can't say I have much else. I don't think you'd be interested in this old thing. And he taps a brooch that's dangling next to him. (laughs) Not interested in all, trust me. Uh, Can I get you something? I believe that you were finishing up with her. There's the subject of the brooch. <laughs> he moves on. Uh, how about you, darling? How long have you set shop here? Thousands of years. You believe me? Do you? I have a bridge in Brooklyn aside. <laughs> Brooklyn. It's an interesting place. They have bridges. Oh. Fifteen years. I'm from a place with bridges. <laughs> you are. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Is it one of those? Probably oh. not. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, fifteen years. That's how long I've been here. That's not bad. It's worth a bit of a tenure there. Looking for information. Mm, I don't know how much of that I have. What kind of information? Just if you've ever seen a certain spark, shard, or squirm in this side of the world. Oh, no, I haven't. Things the DM forgot. (laughs) No, not at all. Um, I haven't. Um, I don't really trade in elemental gems. Um, I trade in old, well, basically things I scavenged from the war and continue to scavenge from the war. Fair enough. Could you point me in the direction of, of a person who might? Around here? I don't think anyone does. Um, do some hunting. Maybe you'll find it. I'll leave a gold on his counter. <laughs> Thank you. I'd like to make an arcana check or something to try to discern what that brooch is. Roll arcana. I can assist on that because I'm also curious about the said brooch. So we're just sitting here chatting about, like, what do you think it is? I'm also admiring my new bracers, because they're pretty awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I found them in D&D 
You look into it, and this is, it's gothic in design. It has that whole kind of red gem in the center and spreads out with the metal, heavy metal. And you can see at the bottom, just beneath the fang, and this creates this kind of almost face-like structure with the red gem being a single eye, are two kind of like fangs. That's what you discern. I don't discern any sorts of magical properties or anything from it. Just that it has like some sort Arcana of. Arcana check to discern magical properties is like not a, oh, not okay. a thing, really, unfortunately. Right. Identify is the only way. It's like DC 35, basically. You know, I can tell. When, uh. When something's being dangled in front of me in a coy fashion. It's literally dangling. Literally dangling. I really don't think you'd be interested in it, honey. You're not willing to do, do what the crossbow asks you to. Well, the, what the crossbow demands. I might be willing to do with it. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> so what does it do? This little ditty is known as the Brooch of the Night Stalker. You can hide, dash, disengage as a bonus action. You can cast Fog Cloud, Animal Friendship, and Hypnotic Pattern once per dawn. In addition, you may cast Polymoth, targeting yourself only, but may only change into a swarm of bats. While in this form... <laughs> You retain all of your ability scores, mental ability scores. It has a slight malfunctioning um, component to it, if you would. Um, not quite a, I wouldn't say a curse. Uh, that's a very crass word to use. Um, you are filled with an insatiable bloodlust while attuned to this item. You must consume a minimum of one pint of blood at least once before each dawn. The blood must be drawn from a living or recently deceased creature. Otherwise, when dawn rises, you will gain one point of exhaustion, and the magic properties of the item will remain dormant until you satiate your bloodlust. Mm. You do have well, a kind of vampiric visage, do you? Well, tempting. I do not prefer the taste of blood. How about you? <laughs> Three vampires in my lifetime. Sorry, not. Don't show me. What would you offer, or what would you have for someone who already innately can do most of what that little diddle right there can do? If it's not of any value to you, don't buy it. No, I'm asking, what else do you have for someone like me? Mm. For you, darling. A crossbow. <laughs> have you it's seen our crossbows? <laughs> He's like... Hey! <laughs> that's fine. I'll, if, if that's all, I'll take uh, some healing potions, greater healing potions, I should say. And uh, do you want to give that dust that chokes people, cousin, sneeze? My goodness, what a fetish. No. So, I mean, not kink shame. But anyway, uh, you did mention that that crossbow was quite, quite malfunctioning. <laughs> to some people, it's not even, it's not even an issue. Right. You're immune to poison. What's the deal? I'm not. At the moment. Oh, yeah, that's right. It doesn't have any writers about not being able to reduce the damage. Right. So, considering that there's that uh, broken element of it, dealing with that whole lot of extra damage, if something goes wrong with it. Just a little bit of extra damage, just mm. a d10. Hmm. You know, how much are we really talking here? 
Roll persuasion. Well, that red guy has betrayed me a few times today already. Good, 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 good. 27. <laughs> it's been awfully hard to hawk this thing. Fine. Uh, I'll go all the way down to 725. Mm, 650. And not a penny of it. 640. <laughs> Entire gold? I think not. It's a 649 and 99 copper. Six, Done with you. 650. And yes. you throw in a basic healing potion. Sure. A working basic healing potion. He grabs a okay. healing potion. <laughs> hands it to you. Mark, healing potion. Question mark? Yep. <laughs> potion of poison, <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> and uh, about those greater healing potions. Oh, yeah, 300 gold each. So 650. Okay. No. <laughs> no. I, I just, I give him the same look, I'm like... I'm a man, I have I have a family. Well, not family, but I have a hell of a I gambling see. habit. I, I, I point out there, I'm like, like do, I, do I really have to stretch these legs and walk across the street to the other merchant? We'll go and 150 a, a pop, greatest. <laughs> how many How many have? He has as many. You can hop around the bazaar and buy as many right. as you'd like, pretty much. I'm going to buy a couple reason. for myself. Yeah. 150. Thank you. <sighs> Anything you'd like to sell? I love to trade. Shall we sell that ring, guys? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Probably. Oh yeah, sure. Do you do a non-magical items? Have I done? Like I probably would have identified the ring and seen if it's not magic. Okay, good. Just check. I just wanted to check before we yeah. talk it. This is the ring of flesh. <laughs> he'll, give, he'll give you six hundred fifty gold for it. I'll give you six hundred fifty gold. Or I have this item that. Do tell. It's, Guys, I love shopping. It's known as a pyroconverger. Oh no. That sounds quite interesting. What huh. is that? Huh. Um, so, <laughs> it's a uh, relic from the wars of the material plane. As an action, you can project fire in a 10-foot cone. Each creature in that area has to make a DC 13 dexterity saving throw, taking 46 damage on a failed save, or half as much on a successful one. Yeah. <laughs> and what's the rider on this one? I've sensed a pattern. It's slightly malfunctioning, though. <laughs> Each time you use the pyro conversion, it's roll a d10, and the number of time you've used it since your last long rest. If the total is 11 or higher, malfunctions, and you take 46 fire damage. You can't, and then it can't be used again for a whole day. <clears throat> Only use it once a day. <laughs> What's the name of the shop? Doesn't have one. Broken things. <laughs> Bastards and broken things. <laughs> My braces aren't broken. They work wonderfully. They do. Well, Except them. for that slight rider effect. That when you try to take them off, and they take ten points of health every you time. You cast the same can. No, not really. Okay. <laughs> you were transported to health. Right. Oh, wait. Perfect. We're here. Ah. So that item is a is a what? Pyroconverger. What sort of um does it take up a slot of Nope, it doesn't require attunement. 
And you do fire damage in a cone. Yeah. Is it how many DC? It's a 10 foot cone. 10 foot cone. Basically just like a little 4d6 DC 13. So it's like a mini fireball. It's a flamethrower. You guys have actually. Kathunk had one on his shoulder. His was a bit more effective, though. You know, guys, we could just trade in this room for that. Right? That's what he's offering? Is it worth the full 650? That's what I'm saying. Of course, I would never offer you guys a bad bargain. (laughs) Okay. So, one, two, three suckers. (laughs) How about the fire belcher? Whatever the thing's called. Pyro Converger. Pyro Converger and uh, 200 gold for the ring. It's agreeable. I'm okay with that. Does that seem like a good deal to It me? does. Okay. Okay. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. Slightly malfunctioning. I love yes. this. Yes. things. <laughs> so many cursed items. Oh my gosh. Thank God these bracers aren't cursed. They're not. They're, oh they're actually not. I'm promising you now. I shouldn't say that. I was going to say. It's on the stream. I, I much imagine it's like. Too late now. Yeah. It's no, on they're the not internet. cursed. Correct. I, it's on the internet. You I didn't to... curse them. If you cross me. I didn't curse them. It says Matt. I didn't curse them. The demons in hell did. Yeah, it wasn't me. No, it wasn't my fault. I told them no. They didn't listen. <laughs> I told them no. Okay. Glorious. So. Oh no. Ring. Slide. For Pyro Converger and 200 gold. <sighs> um. <laughs> Shopping! Anything else you'd like to sell, darling? Shopping! I, I, I had a really good voice for him, and now it's like changed 13 times. It has. <laughs> it's great. Hey! No, anything else you'd like? Got anything to sell? Potentially. I could probably turn a profit on just about anything you've got, so mm-hmm. hand it over. I'll pay top dollar for it. Alright, I'm good. This, uh. You there, you don't use that scimitar anymore, do you? She's like, <laughs> you don't do that <laughs> shit anymore! <laughs> you're just like taking it away. Good lord. How about this dark shard amulet I've got here? Let me see it. What does that do again? It's, uh, it's, it's a warlock item. Yeah. He grabs it. Hmm. Fifty gold. Is that is that reasonable to me? Roll uh, insight. You know when I was when I was looking at that that magazine, I thought I saw it for at least a hundred. Twenty-two. Yeah, you could sell it for a hundred, but. You can't sell it for a hundred. Right. Yeah. This is probably where I. He has to make a profit. S- yeah. Right. Shopkeeper sell it for a hundred. They so buy it for less. We should open a shop. That's <laughs> not how D and D works. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Next week on. <laughs> there actually are rules for if you ever want to open a shop. Turns out there's a lot of complications and issues, and it eats away at your profit, and you basically. No. We'll be fine. <laughs> Weird. We'll do it right this time. <laughs> oh boy. Where all these people have failed, we will succeed. Yes, because that's what so, that's what we need more of in this dream. Eh, sure. Alright, takes the emmet. Toss you 50 gold. Okay. 
Right, 50 gold. Fool's gold is real, right? <laughs> yeah, that's good joke. There is literally fool's gold in this game, that's but no, what, yeah. this is not fool's gold. Otherwise, I would tell you, write 50 gold in question mark. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Remove that. No one else? I'm buying. Oh, come on. He's like, touching your pockets. No. <laughs> touching your pockets. <laughs> I just love the idea. He's just so hungry for it. Just this little halfling right around. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he didn't pickpocket me, did he? No, he's okay, not. He's good. not. He's very handsy, but he's not actually a pickpocket. Oh, well, he describes me. <laughs> not since the incident. Um, I think I'm good for now. My internet connection's pretty bad, so I can't see anything. I don't want to sit on by, so. All right, well, nice to meet all of you. Yeah, thank well, you very much. What was your name? My name is Kirk. <laughs> is that part of the salutation? Kirk the Halfling Hell Merchant. On my allies list next to Stumpy the Gnome, Jim the Dagger Man. What? Stumpy wasn't an ally? What is this? And and not important. And things Savelius things to the scope of Savelius. These people were allies. Whether or not they took advantage the of Hell him. Merchant. Hell merchant. I love playing Hell Merchant. Perfect. It's always nice to see veterans from the war. Thank you. It mostly points to you. I'm sure I got the veterans discount. Of course. Huh. <laughs> Which side did you serve with? As <laughs> a mercenary. He's a merchant. He served both sides. I'm, from the, I'm uh, from the Durfin Archipelago. I was a blazing Angus merchant. It's south of Gishard. Got it. I was going to say it sounded super familiar. You guys killed a gnome there. He was also from the Blazing Angus Company. They're the second largest mercenary company other than the Grandlings. Yeah, Bright Fizzle was from there, right? Yeah. Good memory. Did you ever serve? Steel Trap. We should ask him. What? Do you ever serve a No. He might be down here. All right. Things to keep a lookout for. Cool. Bye bye. Thank Back. you. All right, let's go rest up and prepare for tomorrow. Yep. Cool. All right, with the resting up and the preparing for tomorrow, we're gonna take a break. Woo! Do I get a long rest without dying? Yeah. Okay, perfect. No. Ooh, and then we have to decide what magic items to use. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Our, 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 um, our, um, yep. And the crossbow is not a tomb. It is not a requiring tomb. It's a very funny little item, but it doesn't require the power converger says on D and Beyond it requires a tomb. It does not. Okay. Perfect. Is the bracers the same way? Where it's no, the brace those bracers are deceptively good. I know. What is that People are like, oh that's They're like really okay. I'm like, no, those are insane. I'll yeah. ask you in the break, never mind. Good. Did you make them? No, they're from um they're from um um Guildmaster's Guide to Ravinica. Notice oh, reference yeah. to House Dimmir. I saw Dimmir yeah. and I heard and I no. thought like, oh, no, oh there's something from Adam Dimmir. M M E R E. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry, I haven't looked through the Ravitica items yet, so okay. I have no idea My what's out there. No, they're really good. Like that is perfect for enjoy a blade singer. So my cloak lets me fly. All right, no, sorry, I forgot. All right, hold on. Okay, we'll be back in uh, 15, 20 minutes, and uh, yeah, we, uh, 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 u
We are back. Uh, the party is in Gehenna. They just did some shopping, which is fun. They made their way back to the Iron Gullet, arresting over the night and um, preparing themselves for a serendipitous meeting. Um, Good old-fashioned murder. Um, towards the end of the night, uh, as you're about to you know, fall asleep, well, one person is about to sleep, the rest of you are about to do your weirdo meditation stuff, <laughs> um, uh, you do get a letter confirming the meeting. As I'm sitting alone in my room with Mrs. Kilgast, mm-hmm. <clears throat> it would seem that. Oh, wait, I'm not broken anyway. <laughs> it would seem that this altercation for you has been a long time coming. <clears throat> long time coming with the Agno. Sure. Do you think that this will sufficiently weaken or disrupt them? Oh, without a doubt. The Agno keeps the trains running on time. So if you're in council, clever, powerful, I'm not very good at running a city, as you can see. As I can, they're not very good at running the city, as I can see. Mm-hmm. All the crazy streets and lackadaisical design. It's all pretty at first. Then it's all, where the hell is this? Where does this go? <laughs> I felt that there seems to be, and maybe I am reading Malice where none exists, intentional to make one feel lost or unwelcomed. Some of that. Although I guess one cannot attribute to malice what can be explained by incompetence. <laughs> Nothing says incompetence can't be mal- malicious. Now that's a concept. <laughs> malicious incompetence. Mm-hmm. You're alive for a thousand years. The things around you hurt people. You don't ever try to change or learn, learn more. What's that? Maybe it's Apathy or ignorance. Combination of both. Seems malicious to me. Would a demon of his stature be immune to poison, you think? Oh, yeah. Yagna. Most of these types are, unfortunately. And I will not attempt to waste any on him. Thank you for the additional information. Mm, there's more where that came from. I know a lot for a woman my age. Anything that you think that I should know? I'm not asking the right questions. Mm. I think you're going to be ready for this particular leg of our journey as you'll ever be. But there are things. Things you've encountered, you and your friends. Things I know that could help. For our overarching goals. Perhaps, yes. Of course, that information would not be free. No. It would come at quite a price. And I wouldn't, and you wouldn't be the only one I expect to pay it. There are things happening in Gishari. And the world around. 
got something of an inside scoop. You've all wondered about the arresting light, the void. My darling husband of Oregish. I could tell you. I could teach you. But I'd have to charge. Tell me, is this the nature of devils? Can there never be a freedom of exchange? Why must everything be contracts, tit for tat? Maybe it is in my nature. Or maybe I'm just a little girl, a young woman, who needs things. And so I sell my information rather than give it away. As you observe from my comrades, when the right type of I hate to say friendship, but relationship is formed. I think you'll often find that barter is not required in order for the assistance to be lended. Is that what I've witnessed over these past few months? The group might be trepidatious or hand-wringing when it comes to the gritty details, but in my time I have seen when steel meets steel, they step up. My read of the landscape is Sevilius paid you all for your protection. Once that contract expired, he kind of stuck around so that he could be revitalized and gain protection and foster connections, gain power, the likes he hasn't had in about 200 years. And then your little bard friend was about to pack away the adventuring life until her sister needed bailed out. And then you all helped her, not because you wanted to, out of the goodness of your heart, but you wanted to help you with your thing. And Selene wanted help with hers. And you all made your deals, both within the group and outside of the group. You all had an agenda. And you all had motivation. You made your deals. You passed your words. And you negotiated. And I was there for almost all of it. I watched all of it. When push came to shove, when people's lives were on the line, no less than young Trilly O'Shea, a lot of it was, what's in it for me? When Alric, needing to be rescued, it was, how can this affect my life? Will, will, will this affect my relationship with the cauldron as well? Been traveling with you for humanoids for some months. I have to tell you, I don't see this family you, you just talked about. And I see our agents and actors playing a game. Don't come at me with your sentimentality. I'm playing the same game you are. Just playing it better. And perhaps your nature has painted your perceptions. 
I'm a killer. Make no mistake. But I strive to be better than what I was created for. Do I use the skills that have been granted to me to achieve my goals? To do otherwise would be foolish. I broke packs. I made enemies. I did it all for the love I felt for another creature. Not so sure so many of your friends could say the same. Suppose we will find out when the opportunity presents itself. Good night, Justice. I appreciate the conversation. It has been revealing. Curls up in a little ball, falls asleep. So before falling asleep, I probably would apologize to you, Isidrell, for using her as bait and then go to bed. I don't mind reading. It's awfully exciting. I just hope that Yagno uh, doesn't get a hold of me. No. He won't. You're not going anywhere. But still feel a little sad. Probably should ask permission first. We're in this together. I trust you. <clears throat> Middle of the night. Um, Gilly, you are up restlessly. Um, as you so often are, um, when you hear a kind of whisper in the dark, a, a kind of tap to the door. Uh, <clears throat> Ms. O'Shea. Is it Scout? Yeah. Yes. Uh, can I talk to you? Sure. You kind of step out into the hallway or however you want to. And he's kind of looming over you, looking kind of uh, away from you, and not quite making eye contact. He's like, um, <laughs> this is a bit awkward. Um, you, um, you know how when we first met <laughs> uh, a couple days ago, you asked me, you know, would I sell you down the river, yada, 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 and I told you no. I haven't, so don't worry. Be truthful? Yeah. Okay. Uh, but you did ask me something. It threw me for a loop. It caught me by surprise because I never really entertained the notion. Did you ask me, um, you know, is there anything in this trip for me or is there anything I want out of going home? Um, I honestly had never even considered the thought because for me this was just another job. Um, <laughs> but um, now that I'm back... It, it, it has dawned on me um, that I would actually, if your group was so inclined, not today, maybe sometime, um, if your group would help me settle some um, gambling debts. You don't have to. But, um, yeah. What sorts of debts are we talking uh, uh, there's this thing called, there are these things called ghoulfishes. Um, they're kind of traded in Ghana. Um, and, um, I, I bet 
on um, uh, kind of an exchange uh, on the future value of uh, the the um, ghoul, ghoul fish market just before it went under. I kind of put my life savings into it. Oh, no. Yeah. I was trying to get out of the ferry business. Right. And, uh... <laughs> so... I am in debt quite a bit um, to one of the banks here. But, um, like I said, I know you guys are busy. Um, but, uh... <laughs> you know, maybe something you can consider someday. What would... What would... What are you, uh, suggesting? What, what, what would the settling of those debts in, uh, consist of? Oh, I, I mean, I'm just a ferryman. I really don't know a lot about it, but my understanding is that you guys have all done this kind of thing before, settled debts and taken care of business. Just floating it out there. When I, when Morgan contacted me, she gave me a detail of your exploits, and she said, you know, you've done this kind of thing before. Bit. <laughs> getting, getting more and more used to it, I suppose. Um. Anyway, um, I think I'm gonna stick around, Gehenna, once I get you all back to the plane. I think I'm gonna come back and stick around home. And, I don't know. Something about this city. You in danger because of those stats? I mean, it's Gehenna. I'm always in danger. It's one of the reasons I was hiding out in Irismith, but I gotta pay the toll eventually. Right. Worst case scenario, they throw me into slavery for like 1,300 years. It's fine. That seems a bit egregious. Yeah. And predatory. Eh. <laughs> You know what they say, the Sulfuran Bank will have its due, that kind of thing. It's the Sulfuran Bank. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. Do you know where those sorts those those records are kept? I mean we can get into that some okay. other time. Just if you have a moment. The wheels are just spinning. Never mind. Yeah. Well, that's something to think about. <laughs> yep. He just kinda awkwardly walks away. You guys rise up the next morning. Mr. Finkelstein uh, has all the records. We just set everything on fire. <laughs> well, <laughs> see, so before going to bed, yeah. I swapped out, instead of a charm person and a first level armor of Agathis, uh, I, we can hand wave how I expend those spell slots, right? Yeah. And I, I'd like to put in a second level armor of Agathis instead of those first two first level spells. Okay. I'm going to mark that down. So you took out healing word? No. I took out the charm person and the first level armor of Agathis, and I put in a second level armor of Agathis. That's right. And, um... And... Then, before I go to bed, I'm going to, uh, to, to the braggadocious ruby. Okay. So, you hold this, uh, ruby in your hand. It's fiery red ruby, and you attune to it, dropping attunement from... From the, uh, headband of intellect. 
So you take Uh-oh. off the headband, a feeling that you have, a headband that helped you through college. You were always a sharp little late lass, but your mother, prior to you leaving for college, crafted you this headband. You've had it for years, and it's made you exceedingly intelligent. Yeah, it is. And as you take off the headband, your intelligence lowers, uh-huh. and you're still sharp. You know, no, nowhere near the genius that you've been playing for these so for so many years. <laughs> and you attune to the gym. You feel even more intellectually for your body as your intelligence lowers all the way to a ten. Uh-huh. And you feel another sensation. You feel unabashed confidence. You feel cocksure. You feel flirtatious. You feel sexy and in control. Like all notions of doubt, all worry that you had just kind of leaves. And you are replaced with this unfettered um, feeling of invincibility and power that courses through your body. Your charisma raises to a 22. And your wisdom lowers to a 4. Your intelligence is a 10. It didn't drop it on my sheet, so I'm going to have to keep that in mind. Oh, it should have on your tune. It didn't, that didn't work? No. The Did it read the prisma? But the other things didn't change, so. <laughs> what the fuck, we'll, D&D Beyond? We'll deal with it later. <laughs> we're going to find you, and we're going to thank you for creating such great product and give recommendations for We'll deal with it later. Sponsor us, but also fuck you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have nothing but nice things to say. Wrong. Um, no, no one, no one is going to watch this. <laughs> no one from DMV. <laughs> yeah, say that to the half a dozen people at home right now. You know what I mean. No one from DMV. Yeah. As it gets posted to like, yeah. Todd Kendrick tweets me and he's like, uh, "Hi, hi, excuse me, it's like excuse we, me, what?" We, we were take looking feedback for, seriously. <laughs> we're looking for new content and uh, <laughs> and like and it sounds it. like user error. Pubgack. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, that was pretty good. Put sixteen <laughs> titles into my name field on my other character, so perfect. Here we are. True. <laughs> Fix it. It's a problem. You can only put sixteen titles. I can't. I crashed the API. So this is the thing that happened. <laughs> Morning comes. Life is all is right in life. You guys, I've got a good feeling about today. I think that we have done ample preparation. Yeah. I think this is gonna work. So, so, do you mind assisting us getting uh, all gussied up again? We need different disguises than the ones we used yesterday. That would that makes sense. I will start again with our good friend. Well, enhance your ability. Thank you very much. And I will give you all the guidance that you can ever want in your life. So much guidance. Every day, all the time. Big numbers. I forgot to take my name. Civilius. Amstasia. For the clan Amstasia. You get, it's always at the bottom, 23, 27. Nice, yeah, sorry, roll disguise. Yep. And then, Gilly O'Shea. Mm -hmm. Not quite as good, but 23. 23. Selena. Oh no, make me look like Bryce. No. I know that this is a matter of preference for many. Would you prefer unibrow or no unibrow? <laughs> no unibrow? Unless you make me look like Frida Kahlo, since she's the only Mexican artist you know. 
We're artist. Double 19s and a 3. So that would be a 32. My god. <laughs> I make you look yeah, just like, like, like <laughs> <laughs> And then for me, this is going to be the one where it goes bad. <laughs> one. You should appreciate that. She was a, she was a high flute and communist. Uh, yeah, I know. I love her. Uh, that's she like dated... Trotsky? Uh, no, Che Guevara. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mary. Yeah. To Diego Riviera. Yeah. Yeah, and then who was the other guy from Russia that she yeah, kept Trotsky. up with? I think Trotsky. Someone else. Uh, Twenty. I'm gonna make myself look as much like Diego Riviera, like Rivera. <laughs> Rivera. So that means you're six and a half feet tall and about four hundred pounds. <laughs> what is that what Diego? Yeah. Yeah, I don't so, know who Diego Rivera was. So yeah, her husband, he was called the Hawk. bull, and she was just this tiny, right, size to a hundred yeah. pounds. But like, but height appropriate. Because I'm not, I can't adjust my hat. Oh. So, yeah. but I have a and you I have hood a, with your hat of disguise. And no one will. Shadows. I want. I can adjust my size with color shadows. Yeah, up to a foot. Oh my god! I never knew that. It's, illusion. it's illusion. Yeah. And I got the I got a little pencil mustache. Oh, I'm not gonna do that. Yeah, but I have a little pencil you mustache. You got a little pencil mustache. Yeah. Ah. I'm, I'm not sure if you kept a. Well, I'm going to because that's I don't know what oh, he no. looks so like. Is, is, my is everyone disguised? I'm so disguised yes. right yeah. now. Oh, All right, my. perfect. We I got, got twenty twice in free disguise. Diego Rivera. What? You disguised this what? Gilly? <laughs> Gilly? <laughs> <laughs> Just I could. <laughs> I made his hair brown, brownish. I gave him freckles. He looks like a it's cabbage a, patch. It's a terrible. He looks idea. like a cabbage patch kid. Reddish brown. Reddish brown. Already. Red. So it's the idea. Who is anyone going to be like really close to the blacksmith? You guys are establishing a perimeter, so you're going to be on the outskirts of this. Of uh, the blacksmith is kind of in the center. And yeah. then, is anyone going to be, like, on the black So, if near we it? know where the sigil is, should I snare it? You can, you can, you can snare the outside of the blacksmith's uh, uh, place, yeah. And, like, right outside the front door? Yep. Is the snare, is it indiscriminate, or will it get somebody that we do not want? N- no, it's whoever walks through it first. <laughs> I, perhaps, maybe we should not, in case... A normal passersby enters. You have no idea who Diego is. I have no idea. <laughs> I'm going based purely off of your description. What is that? Do you want to try the snare? Uh, no, that seems like a poor choice at this point. All right. This is fun. What has happened? This is disguise. Um. You have to commit, Gilly. Right. So I'm going to stay towards the blacksmith side, so the first thing I do when I see him is I will cast Fast Devil. Okay. Like how? Like within 60 feet? or? Yeah. So I'm going to stay within like 40 feet of the front door, 45. Perfect. I'm assuming, Gilly, you're going to be... Okay. okay. Is anyone else closer than that? No, I'm actually closer to the market house. Perfect. To cut him off. Yeah. So I'm probably... Up or off in an alley, watching and waiting for uh, their signal with silence and the dust devil to cast a fireball in the same spot. I want to be very hidden as possible, but within 60 feet line of sight to wherever. Line of sight's gonna be hard to accomplish uh, with establishing like a wide perimeter considering everyone else's location. Um, uh, okay. I want to do my best to be within counterspell range. Sure. 
I'm guessing she gave us a physical description of him. So we'll... Yeah, Mrs. Gilgas will tell you when she... You can see Mrs. Oh, yes. And when time appropriate, I'm going to use the second level armor of Agathis from the ring. Mm-hmm. You can do it when you see him emerge, just before you guys start the fight. This is yeah. so great. All right, everyone roll stealth. Oh, yeah. Uh-oh. You guys are hiding out. I was almost a four. So, size to scrub. Oh, She's God, standing. yes. How did that even work? We do not know. Twenty-one. Twenty-one. Hey. Twenty-six. Sixteen. Um, eventually, so there's, you guys wait around for a little bit. It's a high noon. It's close to, very close to high noon. You guys, uh, high noon comes. High noon passes. You begin to get antsy. This is Kilgas's. Just wait. He's going to be passionately late. Sales tax. And then, another 15 minute passes. You guys start getting more antsy. This isn't working. You've missed something. Something critical. And then, emerging from this blacksmith shop is a very tall, um, copper-skinned, um, leathery, copper-skinned, um, 15 feet tall demon with uh, bat-like ears and a really strong jaw. He wears a long, brilliant, um, white cloak that hangs over one side of him and it, it just drapes over a good half of his body. He doesn't really wear much else. He has like a book and he seems to have a wand and he glows with kind of magical. He's a medallion which has um, these like 13 little chairs all along it. Um, and she goes, there he is. And he begins walking towards the in, in the easterly direction towards the um, meeting house. Um. <clears throat> Going to wait until he comes within range. Okay, so you skitter on over. You head a little more north, mm-hmm. and you wait. Okay. So about he hits range of. He's walking away from you and heading towards justice. Yeah. So about the same time that I see any magic potentially happening over by justice, I will throw death double right behind him. All right. So you have to move from your position to fall because he's he was like forty feet away. Now he's like fifty. 60. So you have to move if you want to. Oh, I, I wasn't between, I wasn't interposed between the shop and, and, so he wasn't moving towards me? Uh, did you want to be towards that direction? So, I, I misunderstood the lay of the land. I apologize. If, it's all right. It's all directions is the thing. It's like. Then I will follow him as okay. quietly as possible. Put you here. <clears throat> all right. All right. So he, so Justice, you're essentially, oh God, you are essentially um, on this rooftop and he being 13 feet tall, you're just waiting for him to pass by. Mm-hmm. Eventually, and I'm assuming you guys are all kind of skittering along, mm-hmm. staying stealth as possible. So I'll put you here. You're skittering along. righty, Justice. So you're going to be back there. <clears throat> Go ahead and attack him. All right. Uh, first, so with my actually, first of all, I'm sorry. Everyone, roll initiative. Got it. He will be surprised. It looks like. <laughs> what? What? Not twenty. I'm gonna run. 
That's awesome. More than 20s than a roll, like an entire just session. Just druid things. Nope. That's a big old nope. Not druid things. Joey? 11. I move around a lot. Civilis? 15. Justice? 23. Selena? 7. So, this large uh, 13 foot tall demon is striding along. You can see he's very confident in his stride, powerful and large in his form. His hand is kind of disproportionate to his body, uh, the one that is exposed from this uh, cloak. It's kind of shriveled and kind of awkward looking. It holds a, a wand. The rest of him is very low muscled, it appears. He's got a pretty good size frame to him. Um, as he gets closer, you see he doesn't notice you. Thing that's happened, and then um, so, um, Justice, go ahead. From my hidden position, I will hit, use my action to cast Silence on him. All right, action. And then I'm going to uh, surge forward, and I'm going to use a key point to uh, to double bap him. Mm-hmm. And since he's surprised, I get auto crit with sneak attack. So first, and I have advantage on all these. So my first attack on him is a. 23. 23 hits. Alright, um, I will roll my damage first. So this is unarmed. So I have d6 from unarmed. I have 2d6 from sneak attack. I have a d4 from poison damage. And that should be it. That's it. So it's all doubled. Yep. Correct. So punch, sneak attack, poison. That's it. Ha, ha, ha. Awesome. So, get it, get it, get it. So that is 8. 14, 16, 16, 32 to doubled, plus 5, no, not plus 5. Used your martial arts, uh, your yeah. attack? So that's a plus dice. 3, yep. So d4 for the necrotic. Exactly, stuff. that's okay. the black dude right there. So 32, 35 points of damage, 4 points of that was necrotic. 35, right? Yep, and that's for the first hit. Alright, second hit. Second hit. Nat twenty on the on the oh, him being credited anyway. Yeah. Um, so no crit. sneak attack. Uh, so this and this. Glad you roll all the numbers. Um, that is you could stick. Well, no, fifteen points of damage on. Mm. And then I'm going to use the remainder. So that's bat bat, and I'm going to spend a key point for stunning strike on him um, right. with the first one, and see if that works. Oh okay, stunning strike. Yep. Nice. Save. Hmm. A 19 total. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to spend the second one, too. That's cocked. 20 total. Damn. All right. Yeah, he's like a big old... You can, big old so as you, as you <laughs> cast the silence spell, and a, a dead quiet goes over him in a 20-foot sphere, and you just start... As your fists meet his um, his form, you kind of on the cloak side. You punch into the cloak um, rapidly. You can just you just feel and you meet a dense muscular form. Every inch of this man that the side of this that is concealed that you're hitting is like hitting a fucking log, and you punch into it. <laughs> you can feel your your hands creak and hurt a little bit, but you do full damage, and um, he yeah he 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 looks uh, worse for the wear. And then I'm going to use the remainder of my movement to like work backward on the roof so okay. that he uh, maybe doesn't have a line of sight to me. Sure. So. Done. 
Mrs. Kilgast's turn. Mrs. Kilgast is going to cast a spell. <clears throat> Mrs. Kilgast from uh, the northerly direction. Um, yeah, we can see now. Where is the map? Oh, <clears throat> yeah, right. I have it concealed. <laughs> and I'm just gonna ask: Is there music? There is. Okay. And we all lost our ten points, right? Yeah. It's been eight hours. Yeah, we had our long yeah, rest. So. Yeah. There you go. There's music. We're waiting until the the map is revealed. So you guys are all um, within this vicinity. This is Kilgas is just slightly to the north. She's beyond here in the darkness. Um, He does. Should be on him. Uh, I don't know why you guys can't see that. I don't know. I, mean, the I don't make any of these rules. I just show up. <clears throat> Kicks some ass. The skill gas casts a spell. He has magic resistance though. Uh, so you can see his form begin to constrict. <clears throat> and then he, he shrugs it off. Um, that will be her turn. Sevilius! Okay. I'll uh, toss a fireball on top of him, making sure not to uh, catch justice in it. Um, All right. Dexterity saving throw on his part? Yep. Uh, 16 total. Okay. okay. So he makes it then. 16 total. Yeah, because it's 15. So he will right. take. Hold on. 56. Nope. The opposite. Uh, good. Yeah. Some, some Someone. Nice but still. But the ones uh, that we're concerned about. So 20, 29 points of fire damage. Yeah. 29, so halved 14, and then he's resistant. So. Got it. Seven points of fire damage total. The fireballs. You guys don't hear anything, but it's just. You see fire ripple out. And Yango's like looking around, he's getting punched, and he's like, he like goes to swipe at you, but you're gone already. He has a reaction. Uh, and fire then, is erupting in his face from the other direction. He's looking around, he's surprised. And then Blade Song is my bonus. Alright. And that's it, I'm gonna stay where I am right now. Okay, Gilly, you with your new kind of confidence and power from your gym. Six charges from the mind of magic missiles. Alrighty. So Should be uh eight D four plus eight. Yeah. Okay. That's all right. Uh, uh, 19 plus 8. So 27. 27 points of force damage. Ooh. He is looking um, rough. He. Hmm? He. So the muscles find their way to him. And he looks hurt. <laughs> Thank you. So, uh, you. Your action, what would you like to do with your bonus action? With my bonus action, since now I have so many bardic inspiration uses available you sure to me, do. <laughs> I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to shout one out. Well, not shout one out. I'm going to use. Hmm, how do I give inspiration without drawing attention to myself? Can I? No. Okay. <laughs> also, Jim. 
draw attention to you. Want yeah. to draw attention to you. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I'll just be like. You don't care. <laughs> Get him, girl. So you guys look over, and even through the silence spell, you can almost hear. You see, like Gilly's hair is like larger than it was before. You guys didn't notice it in the morning. You were all in such a hurry. Her makeup is glamorous, and she seems to have adopted this fae-like persona. She's just like, Get him. <laughs> she sounds as uh, 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 bellows out this like high pitched rock thing, and you hear this <laughs> accompanying <laughs> her inspiration. <laughs> Selena, it's your turn. You now have a D8 inspiration. Glorious. Perfect. Okay, so a third level um, a dust devil is gonna appear right behind him. There's so many inspirations. Um, so, read us Dust Devil. Read it for the stream and for us. Put on my perfect reading voice. Yes. <laughs> Choose an unoccupied five-foot cube of air that you can see within range. An elemental force that resembles a Dust Devil appears in the cube and lasts for the spell's duration. Any creature that ends its turn within five feet of the Dust Devil must make a strength saving throw. On a failed save, creature takes 1d8... Twenty-eight. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers are hard. <laughs> it is late. Bludgeoning <laughs> yeah. damage and is pushed away ten feet on a successful successful save. Successful. It's a, yep. The creature takes half as much damage and isn't pushed. As a bonus action, you can move the dust devil up to thirty feet in any direction. Um, it picks up anything it goes over and forms a 10-foot cloud, ra- uh, radius cloud of debris. Alrighty. So almost instantaneously, it begins to pick up some of the loose gravel and things that are in the ground. Yeah, I'm assuming set it in front of him to kind of cut him off at the pass? Yeah, Okay, much. perfect. Alright, so if he, when he ends his turn, if he ends his turn next to you, he's going to take some damage. Yep, and then I will go ahead and... Let me do one more thing. Nope. Your action? Nope, that's where we're at. Alright, so that dust devil, you whip it up into the air, calling upon the air elements. Is mm-hmm. that your turn? Uh, yeah. Is that what I said I was going to do? Yep, steward of the 13 is surprised. You can see he's just like trying to, he, he, he's hurt, but he's just kind of like, what the fuck is going on? What? <laughs> um, <laughs> Drat these kids. Let me check something real quick. <laughs> yep, go ahead, Justice. Um, Do it. Okie dokie. Um, has he technically taken a turn? Yep. Okay. He just couldn't um, do, do anything. anything. Alright, um, then I will move up. Uh, am I able to get close enough to him where I'm not going to get fucked up by the dust devil? Oh, I have to end my turn adjacent to it. Yeah. So I'm going to move up again to him, um, and I'm just going to try to unload on him again. Okay. So um, coming up with a dagger, uh, two quick stabs at his face, So and I do not have advantage on this, so I'm just going to do... That's 20 on one, and then a 7 on the other. Um, I do not get sneak attack, unfortunately. Uh, so this is with the dagger. So d6 for dagger, d6 for electricity, um, and no d6s for any of that. So that's it. Yeah. Uh, 23 points of damage on the first stab. And then uh, the second stab is only a 14 on the attack roll. 
Uh, 14 misses. Yeah. How much damage was the, the first hit? 23 points of damage. Woo! Uh, could you type that out for me, please? Uh, three, six points of it was electricity damage or lightning damage. Yeah. And then the rest of it was just piercing. Okay. Yeah, stab him with a dagger. Yep. Um, and then I'm going to use uh, bonus action to just regular Flurry of Blow punch him. Martial arts. Martial punch arts punch him. Um, not two of them, just one. Mm-hmm. Um, key point spent, got it. A key point spent. That would be a uh, 17 on the attack roll. 17 just hits. Thank nice. goodness. And so that's a d4 plus a d6 because of the thing. That is... Eight points of damage. Okay. Yep. No crits or anything. And then I'm going to use the remainder of my movement to uh, try to back out of it. All right. So he now, having out of turn, gets a reaction. He is going to attack you with... So he unfurls, and you can see, just like the picture, his one massive muscular arm, and he just goes and swings it at you, and as he does, it smashes into the house and just flings up from the roof, and he takes out a good chunk of the upper floor of that house with while trying to attack you. Um, oh, man. 20 to hit total. That hits. You're going Nothing to take... Words. Okay, roll it. Yeah. 20 to hit. <laughs> so, reduce it by a, a, a dice. Roll yeah. Three. 17. Fuck. Just hit. Shit. You take. I tried. 32 points. No. 23 points of bludgeoning damage. Magical bludgeoning damage. Big difference. Magical? 23 magical bludgeoning damage, yeah. And then you don't resist. Oh, that's right. It's the saves. Yeah. Duh. You make a. Now you need to make a constitution saving throw. So the. the word Is this the magical effect? Uh, no. It's not. It's just. A, it's a stunning strike. Six. You are stunned. So you stop dead in your tracks. Oh no. Next to him. Because that's how attacks for opportunity work. And, uh, you, you can feel yourself momentarily rocked by his massive arm. Dang. This is Kilgas' turn. What? Is silence concentration? Uh, yes, you lose, concentra- you lose concentration on silence. Oh, well, wouldn't I have to make that save separate? Oh, uh, yeah, you can you can concentrate while stunned, so go ahead and make a, co- a concentration saving throw. Alrighty. Thirteen. Oh, uh, I forgot to say, he ended his first turn next to the Dust Devil. He should... It, he does, so go ahead and make... A, he'll make a strength saving throw? Uh, yes, please. It's okay. Um... Uh, ten. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh wait, no, sorry, he has resistance. Um, ten. <laughs> Uh-oh. Okay, so he is pushed back ten feet. All right. And he takes three points of bludgeoning damage. All right. Five, seven, ten. So you would have gotten, like, up here for it, and then stopped on this little section yep. of the roof. Standing on the overhang. All righty. So, uh, make, you, twenty-three, or thirteen makes it, you maintain concentration. Uh, yeah, stun creatures. Quick question. Am I able to use cutting words if he can't hear me? Oh yeah, you can. Cutting words okay. isn't actually a verbal thing. Okay. It's just, a verb. Just making sure. Yeah. Can't speak. Yeah, you're good. You're good on the on the silence. You you can maintain concentration Perfect. on it. So there's still this like crazy silent battle happening as like a hustle and bustle and the and the, the deafening roars of a massive metropolis uh, decorate the background. Mrs. Kilgas. Oh no, my little darling boy is in trouble. 
So you can see she sits at the end of this little dock. You can see her little paw cast out a spell. He saves with a natural 20. He still takes half damage. So he, she casts Blight, and you can see some of the life force drain from his... So 16 points of necrotic damage. So Amelius. I'm not sure I want to handle this shit. I might just run in there and stab him a bunch. Go for it! Ah! Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure what else I can do. Yeah, because all my stuff's verbal, really. Or fire. So, uh, I think I can get in there. You can. Maybe. You can get next to him. You can get your speed. Your speed is 40. Blade song. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah. So I get right next to him, but not next to the dust level. <laughs> Just picture him, like, tiptoeing. So I get and block that side, and then I will make, um... Just double checking. Yeah, so I do need verbal for flame. So it will just be two regular attacks against him as my full round action. Hey, when you rolled that d8 for your damage, was it a three? Is that what you rolled? Yeah. Then you're good, okay. Because it's just straight damage. It doesn't matter if they... They take all the damage. The push is what they save against. Go ahead and roll, boss. Uh, first attack is a miss. Okay. Second attack oh, is a no. miss. You didn't want to try your new illusionist? Oh. I can't. <laughs> Silence. Silence. You're that's always was, so unlucky with that. That's how I was kind of like hoping that get like, yourself, it would knock you to Go get yourself greater invisibility. Advantage on attack rolls. Yeah, All right. I will. Um, In time. <laughs> you'll still miss. Uh, yeah. Is that your turn? Probably. Yeah. I okay. can't do anything. Gilly! You can okay. see Justice is like temporarily stunned and rocking back, and this guy is rearing back for another massive strike. Black or something. Like, black ichor is pouring from my mouth as like taking a gut punch. Yeah. So bonus action. Yeah, so that's how that feels. Immediately bloodied. Yeah. Uh, this is what I've been doing to people. <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking. Oh no. Bonus action. You are going to heal mm-hmm. up for twelve. Second level healing work. Thank you. <laughs> plus six. New modifier of plus six. It's very nice. That's helpful. Twelve from a bonus action. Jesus Christ. What if I do? <laughs> Some of the blood stops flowing. Hey, it has like... drawbacks, and I'm going to pay for it. I know that. All right. And then I'm going to cast Moonbeam from the ring. Okay. That's my action. A five foot radius of Moonbeam? I believe so, yeah. So calling down the power of um, Morgan, your patroness. So starts turn, con save, damage. Okay. Even if he's taking half, maybe he'll be more vulnerable. Just smack that bottom kind of right there. Or right there. Well, yeah, just try not to get the other two. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. So you call down a a moonbeam. Yep. All right. Is that your turn? Yeah. Selena! Alright, tis my turn. So, bonus action, I'm gonna move the Dust Devil right up next to him again. <sighs> um, but not on whatever side is going to bother the other two. So you can just, I you can, can actually it. just move it, uh, how far can you move it? 20 feet. You're good, you just move it on top of the moonbeam. 
Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like there's just now this cacophony of, uh, well, not cacophony, a swirl of brilliant moon, uh, a moon tornado. Moonnado. Moon Save full damage from blight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Necrotic is actually, you guys have noticed, Necrotic I think has been good against every demon. Alright. It's devils who resist Necrotic. Let's blight him. Oh, okay. Con save. Uh, He has magic resistance. 11. (laughs) (laughs) 3 and a 5. Plus 6 con save. I was hoping the stuff would get him. Plus five. I'm glad that there's got him. This is just. Alrighty, so. Uh, 14. Okay. That's three. Um, 14 plus two is 16, 26. Okay. Plus two more of these little guys. Oh, God. 26 plus five is 31. 31 necrotic damage. He is looking very hurt. You can see now, like, life force is drained. Some of that massive muscular arm has started to wither and match the rest of his, his his other arm, but it sparkles with a blue energy. He seems to be ready to not cast something, but do something. Uh, that was your action. Anything else? So my bonus action was yeah, to move, move the dust devil. Right. Action was to move the thing, and I can still hit him with stuff, so I'm going to stay here. Because I uh, can be partially hidden by that... Uh, the house, right? Yep. Right, cover. I'll take that. So, oh, that's a cock. That's cocked. Um, at the start of his turn, he make a Constitution saving throw. Does he make? I rolled two tens. Does he make two separate ones? Uh, one's a strength. I, I got it. So, okay. I got it. Guys. Beginning, mine's at the end. Um, his save is fifteen. Okay. So your DC is my DC is now seventeen. (laughs) (laughs) So he takes twenty points points of radiant damage. You can see the moment he's like looking up. Does it look like it does more than normal? Just total. Just just okay. He's taking all of it. That's great. That's fine. Dang. So you can see he's like, he's like, I oh you he you can see. (laughs) Wait a minute. Summon. Oh no! <laughs> Is it verbal? I'm looking it up. I have to look this up. Uh, excuse me. That's okay. That's okay. We threw a wrench in a, in a potential plan. It's fine. not a spell. Right. I don't think it. Yeah. Okay. So with from his, you can see from his like wand, uh, his hand that, that is near a wand, the wand holster. He picks it up, and there's just a flash of blue light, and you can see. <laughs> As he summons two demons to his side. Oh no. That's his action. Are they at his side? One second. Uh, not quite. So it's, he's about here. So you can do it within a certain amount of feet. So there's one that goes about here. And then one that appears on the rooftop. (laughs) Oh god. Um, so a Nykoloth and a Mesoloth appear. No. And they roll their initiative. He got a six. Sixteen. On the roof. Right here. Oh, okay. He's just a little guy. Just a little little guy. That is his turn. His action. He do anything with his bonus action. Um. He summoned his demon. Nope. He's got nothing. So he's going to just. 
Actually, he's just gonna stare down at you. Uh, he ends his turn. He needs to make a six strength saving throw. Please. No, oh, that's cocked. Majorly cocked. Uh, he makes it uh, 23, 24, okay. something. Um... So he takes the full damage of roll a d8. That's how that spell works. That's a neat little spell. I didn't realize. I thought about bringing that. That's pretty neat. Yeah, it's just, just a one. Okay, well, he takes one point of damage. So it's zero. But he's not pushed. So yeah, the dust devil is now kicking around and he's pushing. He's. Well, you can't hear it. You can't hear his voice, actually. <laughs> so this weird silent scene is like the starlight falls and gets raptured around the moon. And Sabilis is like, and you guys can hear those of you in the silence come can look over. And Gilly's like screaming and becoming more fey by every passing moment. But you can't hear her. You just see her going. <laughs> and like all this power is erupting from her body. Selena can hear her. That's it. Mrs. Gilgas can hear her. Yeah. Uh, this is fun. Alright. So, um, whose turn was that? That was Stewart's turn. Yeah. Justice's turn. Am I no longer stunned? You are. You are stunned until the end of the next turn, so you are no longer stunned. Okay, perfect. Because that happened on a reaction. Alright, I'm going to, um, I'm so going to... you can to... see, like, all the blood and the ichor, uh, like, leaving this guy. He is hurt. He did not take the opportunity to heal himself. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take my opportunity. I'm going to just go for his eyes. Alright. Okay. Climb up on his large arm as he's going to swing yeah, it down. exactly. Hoping like to find purchase. Um, so I'm going to get sneak attack, uh, since he's a chosen yep. but I don't have advantage. That is a yes. 20 on the attack, not okay. nat 20. <clears throat> so I will roll that first. So this is dagger. So dagger plus electricity plus sneak attack. So that is 10, 16, uh, 21 points of damage. 21 points of damage. Okay. Yeah, buddy. He's still up. How much of it lightning? Oh, uh, five. So minus two. So 19 points of damage. Yep. Second stab. Stab, second dagger stab. Yep. Towards the eyes. Higher than the last roll. Seventeen Good. on the dice. So this is dagger stab. Uh, so that's actually uh, lightning plus dagger. Yeah. Sixteen points of damage. How much was lightning? How would you like oh. to do this, my job? Yeah. How would you like to do this? So I'm just going to take the zip zap dagger. Uh, I'm running up his arm. I grab him by the back of the head and I just drive with my whole body <laughs> the dagger through his eye socket. So the silence still remains, so you can't hear the usual zoom, zoom that accompanies it. All you can feel is like this really strong, like when your phone goes on vibrate. Mm-hmm. Just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's all there is in this cone of this sphere and we of silence. Can't see anything from here down. <laughs> and you just drag it, dive it, uh, uh, bury it deeper and deeper, and he I'm, falls. I'm gonna ride his corpse to the ground. Yeah, you will. Nice. With, with that vibration, just ride um, that corpse. This is Kaz's turn. She's gonna hop Sorry. up on the roof. Oh, oh. And, and, and bonus action uh, dodge. Oh, yeah, sorry, yeah. No, it's fine. Um, yeah, bonus action dodge. All right. This Kilgas hops up and looks at the thing that's actually hovering a little bit. He's like, piss off, darling. <laughs> this Olaf is going to roll. Not dodge. You guys hear this kind of 
and the Mezloth is just gone. Oh. <laughs> she sent That's it That's helpful. Oh. Actually. Tavilius, it's your turn. Uh, okay. I will move over. So is the silence down now? No, nope, it's Because it was cast on. on him? Oh, the radius fell off. I think because it was attached it was, to him, yeah. body. It's yep. fine. But that's fine. We just um, imagine it's still out of it. So I will move over and I will proceed to um, Green Flame Blade. Cool. And then I'm gonna do it again. Yeah, yeah, you are. Nat twenty. Roll dice, double it, add dice the modifier. Dice tonight. Not a fun. Yeah, I'll say, guys. You know what I originally had this um, encounter planned. So actually, I'm probably going to use Blooming Blade instead, sorry. Because I'm outside of the, the silence. Here, oh, right? What? Okay. It's the same damage. What were you going to say? just Thunder yeah, versus. Okay. What um, were we saying? Uh, I originally had planned it. They're a oh, completely different map, basically. But I had this <laughs> one already. I was like, they're going to start a fight in the streets. And so I was like, I had a street map ready. Right, of course. Didn't know it would be this did. one. Fire... <laughs> Didn't know it'd be this one. Look at all those dice. Uh, Tell me how much is uh, fire. I will. Uh, so 11 fire. Thank you. 13. Uh, 16 piercing. Okay. And then thunder? Does Blooming, Blooming Blade do extra thunder on a hit? Oh, yeah. Uh, You're good. You're, as long no, as you it wasn't it. fire, so that was 11 thunder, no. not fire. Oh. oh wait, no, yeah, fire, and then um, I just want to make sure you rolled the dice. I don't need to know the type. I did. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was the two extra d6s. Sorry, good. I didn't separate that out. That's okay. My bad. All right. Uh, and then my second attack with booming blade with using your illusion bracers that I just got. Bonus action. You cast booming blade again. Nice. Pretty hot. Which is a miss. Aww. How much was it? Uh, like. Was it an 18? Yeah, yeah no. It's, a mess. <laughs> it's like an 11. <laughs> is it, I rolled turn? a 4 on the dice. Yes, it is, because that is my action. And my bonus action. Also, if he moves, he's going to take damage. Correct. Okay. Put the moonbeam on him. Put the moonbeam on him. Put the moonbeam on him. <laughs> well, just, you know what? Since he was his front end was there, I'll move that there for complicity. All right. Moonbeam goes over. That's your action? That is my action. Uh... Collecting Does souls. Justice still look pretty hurt, or I'm still damaged, but not on death's doorstep. Not as bad. Okay. Well, then in that case, I am going to just give an inspiration to. Oh, who's up soon? Ah, just Justice. I know you're not up soon, soon, but you hit. You go the most. Roll the most dice. Thank you. But you can't hear that. Correct. Smell it. No. <laughs> I'm just like, you can do it! So braggadocious. <laughs> so braggadocious. So much bravado. <laughs> the glamour, like the, the fey magic just coming out. Is that your turn, Gilly? Uh... Do I have line of sight over here? You do not. There's a building between you yeah, and him. So I just want to move so I have line of sight. Uh, down or, uh, well, down is your option, basically. Yeah, but like outside of the bubble of silence, if possible. 15, 20. I would have had to move that way. You're good there, right? basically. Yep. 
Yeah, I would have had to move there anyway in order to move the moonbeam, right? I have no idea. Anyway. So you guys stand there at the, at the edge of the sphere, and it's like... Appreciate you, Matt. The start of the steward's turn, he makes a constitution saving throw against your moonbeam. Hold it in. Oh. Oh. <laughs> uh, natural one, but he has advantage. Uh, it's cocked. Natural 20. <laughs> the only, alpha, the omega. 24. It was only five damage that time. So down to two, huh? Yep. Two points of radiant damage. So it's two radiant. It's a thing. You can, it's fine. You, those of you not in the science, everyone but Justice, you can hear him talk at the beginning of his turn. He goes, well, he's speaking in abyssals, for those of you who can understand abyssal. Okay. No. Is this what casting? Is uh, I'm not sure yet, actually. He's just, he seems to be speaking out in disgust against you guys. Mm-hmm. I think that a docent might actually have a missile. This is all the different languages you could have. Oh, I guess I don't know. He readies his eyes at you, Justice. And you just see him. Was not a spell. Okay. He teleports. And comes bearing down with his claw. So he moved. Did he move? Yep, it takes the damage. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Yep. Okay. He takes eleven points of thunder damage. Shit. So no one hears anything, but basically when he enters the space, you can see this thunderous energy. And his claw comes bearing down at you. Justice disadvantage. Disadvantage? Yeah, you. Shit. Uh, 18 total. Uh, oh. Yeah, cutting, please do. Cutting works. All right. Roll it. Six. Shit. <laughs> so the claw goes. You can see, you didn't notice this before, but these Nycolos, you can see the most fiendish sickness accompanying their cause pustulant boils and a, de- mm. a decrepit illness lies within their skin. And Can't it, your filthy paws off him. But he, he can't, can't hear me. <laughs> I know, but I'm still saying it. That is the steward's turn. Is he within five feet of the dust devil having moved? Uh, no. The dust devil is where it was. Uh, he's within ten feet of the dust devil. Oh, okay. yes. let me double check oh, that that's not a... Yeah, the cloud makes it obscured, but it doesn't, um, doesn't so do the damage. Yeah, it's just five feet. Okay. Yeah. Vidu, on his turn, cannot make it back. Is is no damaged. Cost. Selena, it's your turn. <laughs> okay. Well, then I will move the dust devil over closer to him, but not where he's gonna bother Justice. Okay. Perfect. And then I'm going to hit him with um, um, Eldritch Blast from right. where I'm at, because I can see him yeah. within 240. And your spell sniper, so you can ignore the corner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's 18 plus six is 24 yeah. to hit. And then 5 plus 6, which is 11, plus another 6 is 17 to hit. Oh, inspiration? Yeah. Ah! (laughs) Okay. Then it's going to take 9 plus 8, which is 17 points of... Force damage. Force damage. So, two green beams slam into him. Well... Quietly, it slams into him quietly. Easiest foley work of my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you're really getting to work on your miming work. I am. I mean, which mm-hmm. is underrated. Is it's that like your turn? Like when my band plays YYZ, there's just bonus action, action, uh-huh. no movement. Yes. Oh God! I just realized how gross those illusionist bracers would be on a warlock. 
So sorry, meta thinking on a sorcerer log. Oh no, let's not even. Oh my god, <laughs> that's your turn, boss. Uh, sorry, um, my 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 gamist tactician brain just clicked. It's almost I, like you could use that in your other game. Justice. I hold up the dagger with the blood of like an icker of his war master on it, and then I go in for him. All right. All right. Uh, first attack roll. Oh god, it's within five. It doesn't deserve a shit. Repellent blast. That's yeah. gonna. Yep. Repellent agonizing boost. Yep. You need to even spec sorcerer because it's a little twin. Yeah, yes, exactly. Yes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 19 to hit on the first hit. Yep. <laughs> Matt's just coming. <laughs> this bracer just broke my mind. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no one's within sight. I'm gonna get the new advantage. How much damage? That is seven. Uh, that is fourteen points of damage on the first hit. All right, and then I'm going to make. How much of it was lightning? I think like four. Okay, so you're fine. Thank you for the inspiration. You're welcome. Ooh, uh, gonna miss on the second yeah, attack. Yeah, girl. Um, and then I used up my inspiration, so it's my two attacks. Uh, I'm going to use a bonus action disengage. Mm-hmm. Um, and. I'm just gonna, if I can, with my movement, take a step back, and then I'm gonna leap to the other roof okay. acrobatically. Oh, uh, yeah, you can actually easily. Yeah, long so, up. Yep. Do, yeah, and I'm gonna do like an aerial, so I go upside down as I'm through the air, and I land. Oh, you're so pretty. And I don't Aerials make sense. Yeah. And the then sky. I turn and look to him, and I just go. <laughs> this is Kilgas turn. This is Kilgas. Is going to actually he's jumping away from that guy. This Kugas is just gonna uh, for you. dash on over here. Actually, she joins you. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of her stuff is concentration, and she's gonna focus on the banish. That she can do. She's going to cast Eldritch Blast. Her new mm. with her illusions. <laughs> 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 to get I, I won't apologize for the way I am. <laughs> I don't think you should. She hits on one. With her agonizing blast feature. <laughs> she has 10 points of force damage. So it slams into him one beam. Uh, ooh, she has three beams. I forgot. Uh, miss. So three beams go. And one hits him. She waited 12. I just realized all that. Yeah, you're not allowed to multi-class warlock or anything like that. So we're good. Oh no. You know a patron. <laughs> I do. You know a patron. Like, that's not a thing that's going to happen. Directions you could. You're welcome to do it in a one shot, but it's not a thing that's going to happen. My next is after build. Was that why they're like very rare? Shit. I didn't even know that. Oh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> like, Hey, you're not a warlock, so I don't care. I know. Uh, so I will do two inner attacks because the silence is still up, I assume. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. So two just regular attacks on them. I'm going to run my box this time. Uh, so that will be a mess. And that will probably be a hit. So twenty. Hit. Yeah. So let, let me know how much fire. Yep. Uh, five fire, ten piercing. She's looking rough. You have to imagine the fire. Is that your turn? That is my turn. Gilly, it's your turn. Moonbeam goes right back. 
explain that. Yeah. Demon move, <laughs> move, 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 move. It's your action? Yeah. Anything for your bonus? Ah! Uh, Moonbeam goes in, Moonbeam goes out. Can't explain that. I'm gonna shout out towards Sevelius, not that he can hear me. I'm gonna say, Stick him with the pointy end! What? You get inspiration. It's a D8, right? Yeah. Steward's turn. The beginning is Steward's turn. Gonna make a constitution saving throw against Moonbeam. He gets like a 23. It'll be at the end of his turn, it works for you. Yeah, no, yeah. I know. Okay, uh, eight points mm. of radiant damage. Alrighty. He is going to use his action to teleport over to you, Justice. He is going for the assailant of his master. So you just... You can see him land on the roof in front of you, and that claw comes bearing down again. Uh, 13 to hit. Yes. Yeah, so... Just easily duck under it. End of his turn. Voodoo tries to save from the damage. Uh, Selena. Okay, so I cannot see him now. Uh, no, uh, yeah, no, no, you cannot. Uh, no, he's on top. Uh, he's he's really big. You can see him. I can see him. Yeah, you're a spell sniper, so you 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 ignore three force cover. Oh, neat. That's yeah. fun. Okay, Eldritch Blast. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think you need to see him for Eldritch Blast. Uh, no, but the cover would still apply. Okay, oh, so that's nineteen and twenty-five. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. I'm picturing like the proton torpedo for the Death Star, how it just like made a 90 degree turn and went down the shaft. And then we'll stick him back in the Death Devil. That's right. my bonus action Great. while I'm waiting. And 10 points of force damage, please. So the two beams, and you can see him get rocked by him, but he's still up. And he's just gonna stand in that. Is that your turn? Death Devil. Yeah! Oh, I have a damper here. Justice, your turn. <laughs> I again hold up the dagger that I use on his master, Just and then I, and I go for him. Um, I think he's considered within five feet of Civilius. Yep. Yep. So, first attack. That is uh, 18 on the attack roll. 18 hits. Alright, sneak attack. So, dagger, electricity. <laughs> I've been burned by this twice. Sneak attack. It's okay. I did my booming blow crit wrong. I used D6s instead of D8s. I was going to ask, but yeah, yeah, it had already been too late. Yeah. Yeah. 22 damage, orbit lightning. Mm -hmm. second, second attack roll. So 20 Dead. something on the attack. So uh, slash after slash bearing into this. You can see the poison and the festering disease that is in these Nyklos body is like. <laughs> doesn't seem to be affecting you, but it's, it's, it's spewing out. All right. Double sixes. Twelve. Seventeen points of damage. The final blow, you cut it on its neck as it's it's like towering over this house and you're standing on it. And uh, uh, this thing is like 15 feet tall and you slash upwards at its neck as its claw and its axe come bearing down at you. And the blood goes all over your body. Except for there's no noise because you're in a silent sphere. And I, I do not lose eye contact with it. <laughs> The whole time. It falls on the roof. I'm assuming you guys quickly snatch up anything you see and book it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, do we want to pass without a trace? 
Uh, I'm pretty tapped in terms of key points, oh, but okay. if you ha- if you want to do it, yeah, we're so, beelining it to the tower. You guys start to yep. look around, and you can see denizens are looking like like there's maybe like it, 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 there was still some noise going on, <laughs> the shouting and the things like that. But it, it looks like you guys might be able to get away with this, and you guys dart off in every direction towards the tower, if I'm not mistaken. So, mm-hmm. at, what? Sorry. No, I, use, no. I use mask of many faces to mask change faces. the way I look. Um, if so, I'm right next to where his body was. Yeah. Can I do an investigation check yep. with my inspiration on yep. it before I lose it? Go, go for it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. In I'll order help you. to, Real uh, quick. no, well, yeah, I'm, I'm still right trained. There. I just so I'm not as good I'm at it anymore. Down. I can still do what I'm trained. Yagno's body? Yes. Okay. Uh, 19 plus 7, 28. Write down Yagno's book. Write down Yagno's wand. I got it. You got it. Perfect. Just make a note that they're on Sibelius's person. Right. And we'll say 150 gold. All right, and then I book. As you guys dart off in every which direction and, and converging on the tower, we are going to call it for the night. <laughs> All right. Oh, the no. steward is dead. I, Gehenna will be thrown into chaos, and Albrecht's life hangs in the balance. <sighs> We will see. We're never gonna save this man. He keeps moving. <laughs> we will Your see. princess is in another tower. <laughs> <laughs> For like twenty levels. Yep. We will see how this all unfolds next week when we return. Um, thank you for everyone who showed up. Thank you to the new people. I saw a lot of new people. Yeah. In, in, in around, thank and that's you. really cool to see. Uh, if you, you know, let us know how, how uh, show your appreciation. Let us know what you like or what you don't like. Reach out to us. Talk to us. Follow. Subscribe. Follow. Subscribe. Yeah, love yeah. us. We love you. Yeah. Um, and follow us on our socials and mm. pay attention because, like we said, next week, Friday, we will be coming out with a Vampire of the Masquerade one shot. Yeah. I don't know why I'm still talking like Gilly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know what you know. <laughs> we're all having trouble with voice. We're workshopping a lot of new different content. We're going to be doing yes. some more experimenting and stuff now that we all mm-hmm. have things settled and stuff. and mm-hmm. Be, got a big thing coming for Dice Priori, so keep a lookout. <laughs> um, yeah, Vampire the Masquerade one shot in two Fridays, Christmas one shot on the 26th. Yeah, some occasional divinity streams here and there. Got a Probably a divinity at least once this weekend. Follow our Instagram for funny memes, our Twitter for good updates, um, and just you know, your Facebook. Yeah, for tell your friends. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what, what, what other helper. plugging can we do. Um, Animal Helper. Yeah. Make sure, yeah, make sure to. Make sure to use, if you shop on Amazon, make sure to select um, Shop Through Amazon Smile. Mm-hmm. Select Animal Helper as your charity of choice. Animal Helper look? New Orleans. They have yes. Fleur de Lis. It's white background with blue Fleur de Lis. Yeah. And they, they recently oh. had a lot of expenses on some of the animals that they're helping. So they need yeah. all the help you guys can give. Oh, yeah. It's the, it's, you know, it's the giving time of year. Please, please go give for them. Yeah, they have a lot of vet bills right now. Yes. And, and us. Uh, Subscribe to us because yes. we, we like money. <laughs> it helps. It, it helps. I mean, we, we well, everything we make, we're putting content. it back in the stream. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it yeah. not just helps us put out new content, but it helps us bring you better content yeah, because we'll we can upgrade we, the equipment. Yeah, because yeah, exactly. starting out, we we have what we cobbled together and it's working. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we could do better. Help us do better. So we will see you all next week in the wonderful world of Ada. Bye. Gotta have my transition ready. Uh, notice next week.